Hi guys, welcome back to the Kit and Krista podcast, episode 11. Yes. Here we go. Love it. So ready. This is this is I think our biggest, biggest show ever. Of papers. Ever. We usually have like a couple pieces of paper, yeah. of like just some notes. This is like hefty. Like we could put combine our two yeah. copies of show notes. By the way, people think this is a script. It is not a script. Okay. <laughs> Someone in the comments was like, "I'd love to see an unscripted podcast." That is what you're I'll watching. Be writing twenty four right hours now. a day to script a two hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh now. <laughs> ABF. Line. Line. <laughs> yes, there's a teleprompter behind us, and we're reading these teleprompts right now. No, this is not scripted. These are just notes, but we have um, a lot to cover today. Do we ever? We have, well, we have a very special Never a Minute segment uh-huh. where Mr. Kamioka so kindly answered all of your questions, and he sent over a Stack of answers. It wasn't a trick. He actually did it. I know, right? Part of me is like, he's not going to do this. <laughs> he's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got him now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and he like ghosts us. Yeah. No, no. He, he was so sweet. And he, this is a hefty, heavy we have them stack in, of answers. We have the responses in Japanese too, I if know. you would like to check the translation. I'm going to, I think we should post this to our Discord, the Japanese oh, translations. Yeah. And if you want to check the translations or read it in the original Japanese, then... Please join our Patreon. It is $5 to get access to I'm Discord. I'm going to do it the legit way. I'm going to put it into Google Translate. <laughs> this isn't right. Wait a second. He said Mother 3 was released. No, just kidding. Oh. Womp womp. Um, but anyways, before that, we just have like tons of cool stuff to talk about. We do. How are you feeling energy-wise? Because you're going to need your, your wits about you for this episode. I feel good. Do you really? Yeah. Do you? I do. Oh no, worried I'm not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. I'm gonna black out some sort of like halfway in crumble into like like a puddle. (laughs) Well you do get like podcast brain afterwards that we both have been trying to get used to. I I feel better nowadays. Yeah. The first couple of episodes I was just like a zombie. There's (laughs) some people that can just drone on like all day long. Like and I can't do that. I can't do that either. I need the quiet time. I have a a surprise for you. Oh really? I do. Are you excited? I'm excited. (laughs) What is it? I'm so excited. My mother, Mama Yang, texted me last night and was like, what is your recording schedule? I'd like to make you a, a really traditional Chinese snack. Oh, a snack. Today. You know how we have our little yeah. coffee breaks between right. the podcast and the show filmings. And? So she's making the delicious um, mung bean coal noodles. Oh, wow. I know. So you can look forward to that after you record the two-hour podcast. Wow. This little, is a, this little is, treat. We were like, this is the best um, work break room ever. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> she like presses the fresh soy milk. She makes us snacks. My stepdad, who's amazing, makes us like fresh Fresh ground coffee. I'm like, this it's true. is really Every nice. time I come in now, there's a there's a fresh carafe a fresh, of soy milk. Yeah, that yeah, she it's made. Very nice. Incredible. She has like vegetables in her garden that she like peels for right. us. There's oranges today too. So, anyways, you can look forward to that. The bounties of podcasting <laughs> after you podcast this huge meaty episode. You can have a uh, mung bean noodle. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, what do we have going on here? Well, maybe we can start just by looking back to last week, our Minecraft yeah. video. Yes. Um, some helpful comments were left for us. Thank you so about much. The torches. Affixing the torches to the wall. We didn't know that. That is very obvious now that you guys say you know, it. But at the time, we were just like, why I, isn't this working? I don't know if that was in the book. And the book is really what I'm going on. <laughs> so I'm blaming the book. I think the book is like, that's too obvious even no! for this book. So we're not going to put it in there. I'm but holding somehow, it in my hand, a torch. Somehow the dummies couldn't even get that. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Um, it's it is very fun for us. If you'd like to see us do more, tell us so we know what you know what games you want to see us play. And yeah, clearly we've learned nothing. I love being humble. Three episodes, if nothing. <laughs> I just want to learn. I want to. This is such a huge phenomenon. People that are into it are like so super into right. it. I honestly haven't like hasn't really clicked with me clearly, as you, you can say. see <laughs> in these videos. I just drown and get lost and get killed. But um, bumble into dark caves. <laughs> yes, exactly. Totally ruin it for everybody else. But um, yeah, your tips are super helpful. So thank you so much for yes. for leaving them. And if you haven't seen it yet, um, check it out. It is live on the YouTube channel. But there is yeah. some fun stuff coming up uh, on the Kit and Krista show this week. We mm -hmm. are doing part two of our Nintendo Treasures. Treasures. Which was one of the first uh, videos yeah. that we did. That was a video that we did when we were testing out, like, if we can do both video and right. podcast. Right, right. Um, but we have more treasures. We got more stuff. Uh, I'll just hold up one just a a little, little teaser. Tease here. This is a pretty good one. This is cool. So You committed a crime for no, this No, I was given this. This is Given. the scorebook for The Legend of Zelda Symphony, where uh, I don't, I'll, I'll save the full story for the episode, but yeah. um, we attended a rehearsal. You can see and, right here uh, on the front, yeah. it says Themes by themes Koji, by Kondo. Koji Kondo. Look at how thick this is. It's just pages and pages of it music. It is crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, this is for the actual the, musicians. <laughs> the the you music can see. itself is very tiny. Turn those pages or you're going to miss yeah. out. Oh my gosh, yeah. But uh, we have. What do we got, like Ooh, half half dozen or so things that we're going to be going through, yeah, so you won't want to miss that. some good treasures that we've collected yeah. over our long tenure. I don't at. think you all have seen some of these. I don't think so either. Some before. of these are very obscure. Some of these are one of a kind. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, you have something that is literally one literally of a kind. I have literally something that is, yeah. You don't yeah. want to miss it. Anyways, yeah. tune in for that video that's going live on um, Friday. And yeah. a lot of people wanted to see us box each other. Oh, that's right. Um, you were in denial about the amount of people that called well, for boxing because you were scared of me. Uh, uh huh. Put them up. <laughs> Put up your dukes. Uh, I'm scared of being sent to jail. Um, for what? I'm, I'm more of a white collar prison kind of guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, maybe more up my alley. Some money laundering is But your um, jail. guess what? Nintendo Switch Sports coming out. Mm hmm. Uh, in mere days. Mere moments. We're cooking up a cool idea, a cross-generational Wii Sports slash Switch, Switch sports. sports competition for you mm -hmm. and I that will involve boxing. Yes. Not the real kind. It's going to be a tri triathlon, okay. pentathlon, yes. something yes. along of athletic yeah. Prowess. Prowess. That's what did you say? Showicism. That's not a word. Prowess is a word. Showicism is not a word. Showicism is your athleticism. Wow, you corrected me and actually said something that was actually wrong. <laughs> Showicism. Come on. Showicism, your athleticisms. That's oh. the title of the video. <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll see. Who is the most strong? Uh-huh. Um... I don't know. You're losing your words right now. Wonderful and... Um, but but I saw, you know, this is kind of how we thought of doing these treasures again because I was going through all these boxes and I have boxes <laughs> and boxes and boxes because I needed to get these old Wii games yes. and, and my Wii U to play oh, them yeah. on. Yeah. And I found some, you found some, some wild stuff. Some um, deep cuts. Yeah, like I found, uh, I have two sealed copies of Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, which is the GameCube Fire Emblem game. Whoa. 
Um, sealed. I'm not, I'm not selling any of this stuff, but I was definitely looking on eBay. Like, yeah, oh, there's a, there's, <laughs> yes. there's, a lot, there's some moments where you're like, look on eBay, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's worth that much? I just have it shoved in a cabinet? These game prices have really like They've shot really up. Gone I mean, up. I, I don't like collect games or anything, mm -hmm. but I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, sealed copy of Devil's Third, the ill-fated Itagaki Wii U Ooh. game. That was, I was like, oh, that was a bad I was like, oh, was this, bad is, this is uh, $500. <laughs> Excuse me? Sell it and let's go out to dinner. Well, I'm gonna wait now. Now you wait. <laughs> oh, you wait. You for it put, to it really... in a, put it in a layaway. And a little Come back to that in ten this years. This is your retirement fund. That's right. Your Nintendo goodies that you've collected. Oh, I have so many of these boxes with so much stuff. So that was fun. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yes, we'll be boxing each other coming up. Virtually. Or not? Yes. Depends on how mad I get at you during. Oh, no. I just get boxed right oh, in the no. face. No. <laughs> we'll keep it very safe. Don't worry. Yes. Um, so that's going to be really fun. Oh my gosh, there's so much happening. I'm like going through this list and it's... The, the proverbial housekeeping, as they it's, say. Don't say that. This is so much more fun than housekeeping. We're not vacuuming. Let it's me blah. remind you of the embargo. Blah, blah, <laughs> don't blah. Don't take photos of the trailers. We joke about that because every uh, event in the industry, there's some poor PR person has to has go to up go and do stage. the, quote, housekeeping. They can call it whatever they want, but they yeah. always call it housekeeping. Right. And it's always the boring stuff. It's like... Can't. We we will deliver a link with the assets at yeah. a later time. Please don't yeah. take photos. We will provide <laughs> right. you with B roll. They call it B roll. <laughs> yeah, it's always like yeah. yeah. Don't don't break the embargo. The the, the, the fist shaking yeah. about the embargo. Please enjoy our mashed potato bar in the back. <laughs> <laughs> sliders. It's always sliders, and there's always like some sort of potato product yeah. or macaroni. Could or be ma a macaroni, macaroni bar. bites. Yeah, macaroni what bites. What if you have a lobster and macaroni bar? That's where you know you're high rolling. That's a triple A That's game how you know right somebody's overcompensating. Somebody's overcompensating. The game's bad. Oh, yes. If you show me the distract them with If the you show me the spread at a game event, I can tell you how good or bad that game yeah, is. Yeah, if it's just like a celery stick, yeah. you know that game is yeah. like high end. That's a Nintendo event, you know you got nothing to worry about. That's a high quality <laughs> game. We're here to see the game. People will be glued to those controls. Yeah, we don't need a celery. It's no. fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what else? We have a Patreon. This week, this Saturday. So it's coming excited. up. excited. It's going to be so much yes. fun. We're we doing have... these monthly for mm -hmm. our One Up Club yes. Patreon tier. Yes. Um, it's not too late to sign up and join. Yeah. As long as you sign up before the yeah. week is over, you can uh, get the invite yeah. to join the virtual meetup. We are recording it mm -hmm. um, just in case. You know, we have people all over the world. Yeah, um, somebody was like, plus. this is 2 a.m. for me. I'm yes. like, oh, sorry. Um, we'll change the time up, too, if it, like, works. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be flexible. Well, not this one. Not this one. In the future. In the future. We're doing these monthly. Month to month, right. we'll, we'll relook at the schedule right. to see what works for, the, for everybody, for right. the majority of everyone. Correct. Um, we have some really fun things planned, including some trivia, some gameplay, yeah. some prizes. Hmm. It's going to be good. It is. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. And... Um, this is cutting it close. So, you know, this podcast comes out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Happening, if you're listening to this on Thursday, today, yeah. uh, we are guests on MinMax Trivia, Trivia Tower, Tower, where we are pitting our, the Kit and Krista Patreon community against the MinMax Patreon guys, community. We need a win. We need I to win. I need to express to you how important it is for you to study and win. <laughs> how do you study? I don't know. Go on your wiki pages. Read. <laughs> Read all of Wikipedia. Memorize. You said you did Simpsons trivia this weekend. How did I that did. go for you? I was actually pretty good. Middle of the pack. What was your contribution, though? I contributed a lot, actually. I did well. Really? Yeah, I did well. well. Give me a sample question. 
Um, let's see. A sample question. What is Homer's brother's full name? Oh. You don't know this answer. I knew this answer. He has a middle name? No. Just his full name. Herb? Is that it? What's his last name? Uh, I don't know. See? What was the answer? Herb Powell. Okay. HP. Remember he's like on the phone book? He's like Uh, H. Powell. Oh, that must be him. All right. Yeah, those are some of the... The questions are actually pretty detailed, but it's only for the first 10 seasons, the 90s Simpsons. So you know... Oh, so this was the boomer edition that you were attending. (laughs) Now it's my turn to turn the tables. I was watching it when I was a child. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more of a seasons 20 to 25 guy. (laughs) Ew, gross. That's that's really what my time. (laughs) At least I didn't raise the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we digress. Please study for this test. I mean, this fun event. (laughs) Test? Wow. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. All in good fun, but also we have to win. So um, tune in to watch. Uh, hopefully you're listening and you can, you know this information in time, but we'll also be posting that. Yeah. This week. And, and Midmax will be posting it later. Exactly. If you want to check it out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What else? Oh my gosh. Uh, um, our nev- yes. Um, Eglia. Eglia. We talked about that. That's yes. coming up soon. Excited about that. Yeah. And, and if, yeah. If you enjoy the podcast. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Yes. Please like and subscribe. Yes. yes. Please do that. Also. There is an audio-only version. If right. You, I know you guys like the video version, but there is an audio-only version, which is available on all your you know, yeah. favorite... Uh, Apple, app, Spotify, you know, pod, apps. Yeah. et cetera. Et, et cetera. Yeah. So if you're listening on audio-only, you know, subscribe there, too, and give us the yeah. the five-star rating and all that good stuff, and that really helps us out. Super so. fans would listen, to, listen and watch. At the same time. you get a different experience. No, you sync them up. <laughs> You're like, one, <laughs> this two, is like, three. That's what I was like. If you sync the Wizard of Oz to this Pink oh, Floyd yeah. album, it, it, it'll like, blow your mind. It backwards, yeah. it becomes like. <laughs> I don't want to know what's coming out of your mouth if you, you play, play the play podcast backwards. backwards. It's, it's not good. It's subliminal messages? It is not good. It's ABF. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Christopian forever. Zingers. That's like, what it is. Subliminal, subliminal messages for you to join. Subliminal. Subliminal. For the Christopian, the Christopian uh, yeah. uh, game, yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, goodness, that is quite a lot of things happening. Housekeeping over. Ooh. Ooh. Um, wow. So for for our story time, we're doing a different different sort of thing this week because uh, PAX East yes. happened last week, mm-hmm. and obviously we were not there. Yes. But we were watching from afar, mm-hmm. and uh, we just spent. We've been to so many PAX Easts. It's like, we got some stories that we want to share. We got, like, how many did we write down? We got, like, seven or so stories. Yeah. They're, like, little mini stories. They're all, like, very random things that happened right. to us at PAX East. Um, yeah, we were we were a little sad that we didn't get to go this year. Maybe next year. We'll, yeah. we'll see when the show is, like, more, like, more back to normal, I guess. Right. It still looked a little bit, like, kind of, you know, not yeah. quite... Not, not all the usual East. exhibitors were there, is yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. you know, it looked like they had a full floor plan, but I was like, oh, you're kind of missing some of the big... Yeah, the indie booths did look great. That was Those always, are always our favorite yeah. anyway. Right. So I was happy to see that. And yeah, I mean, it would be great to go back and, and do live things again and yeah. do panels and stuff like that and meet you guys in real life. That would be awesome. So yeah, yeah so we were, we were thinking about PAX season. Definitely reminded us of some like weird stuff that's happened to us at Paxi. So let's just like go down the list. Yeah, this yeah. is my favorite story. Well, but, Fire but, in Boston. Uh, okay, you you do you do this one, and then I'll I'll ha- add a little caveat. Fire. There was a fire. There was a fire yes. in Boston. 
in our hotel room. <laughs> the in, the in great Boston fire of 2013, of 2013. or whatever it yeah. was. Okay, so let me just back up from that crazy headline that I just gave you. Yes. So we were all staying, you know, usually when we, we go to a show, like our events team will book us a hotel. There's the Nintendo Hotel. Yeah, so we all the Nintendo staff, yes. we were all staying at this one hotel. I don't even remember the name of the hotel anymore. It was not one it's of irrelevant. The, it's irrelevant. It was not one of the big hotel chains. Like it was not a Marriott. Really? Was, yeah, it wasn't. I think it was. No, it wasn't. Again, again, it's irrelevant though. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, anyways, we had a full day at the show. We had dinner. Everyone went back to the hotel. Yeah, I do remember a very vivid memory of it. Must have been the year Luigi's Mansion. Two came out because yeah, we, we were, were all in, in the, the lobby, lobby playing, playing multiplayer. We were. We did that. Right. We did. We were doing that like that tower or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, so we were hanging out, and then and then we all went went to bed. Right. It was like it was you know it was like ten o'clock at night. It was like late. So like yeah, everyone's just like respectively in their rooms getting ready for bed at like midnight. It was definitely like late. It was late. Yeah. This fire alarm starts going off. And it is like the the speaker yeah. goes and it's like everyone yeah. evacuate. evacuate, take the stairs. There's a fire. There's a fire. Evacuate now. Yeah. And I had not gone to bed yet. I don't think I had like. But what were you doing? I was like still dressed. Like I hadn't like gotten ready for bed or anything yet. I was still up. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I was playing. Practicing game. jokes in the mirror? Exactly. I was, that's exactly Your material? what I was doing. I was practicing the AVF jokes <laughs> in the mirror. So I was I was fully dressed and I was mm. still awake. It wasn't like I was like like shocked out yeah. of sleep um, for this fire alarm. So I was just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So I was starting to like gather my my things, like just grab my so phone. You, so and, you hoofed it. You got out of there. No, I didn't. I was then I started like texting people, like other Nintendo people that were there. Yeah. Pro- producer Stephanie was at this show. Right. I was texting her. I was like, are you are you gonna? Um, are you leaving? Like, where are you going to go? Like, like, let's like try to stick together or whatever. And she was kind of like disheveled and trying to <laughs> disheveled. She was like, wow. she, she had gotten ready for bed, so she was trying okay. to like get back up, like get, wake back up, and like. Oh, so you know, she was asleep. I think she was asleep. Yeah, or she was either asleep or falling asleep. Right. But she okay. was already like yeah, had been in her like pajamas or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, you though. Yeah. I made my rounds with people and I texted you. I'm like, are you leaving? You're like, no, I refuse no. to leave. I was like, what? <laughs> What do you mean? So I was on the second floor, which was, I was skeptical that there was actually a fire. But there was though. I was like, "Uh, if this is actually like an issue, I'm going to jump out the window. And because you're they, gonna break they, your no, legs. No, I looked out the window. It's you know, Pax East. It, it's still freezing cold. There were like drifts of snow. Oh, it was freezing. So I would just have like a pillowy fall into you the snowbank. Ridiculous. Firefighters everywhere are shaking their heads at you right now. <laughs> oh no! They're gonna. You're, this, you're gonna get canceled for, oh, for these no. comments about not respecting a fire alarm. I was so mad. I was like, then I was like, yeah. Well, angry well then you angry. started ranting at me, and I was like, fine, fine, fine. I'll come out. Yeah. But I was sure like, enough, there was no fire. There was a fire. It no, was there in, wasn't. It was in the elevator. They put the fire out. Why was there a fire in an elevator? Because the electrical stuff was like sparking, and uh, it caused oh. a small fire. That's what happened. Well, see, That's what this they told is us. the elevator was dangerous, not the not the actual risk of burning down in this hotel. What if the elevator fire spreads to the floors, the rooms? I'm shoulder, ro- I'm shoulder rolling out that window. You barely <laughs> could shoulder roll across this floor. <laughs> there was no room, okay? You could not even do that. I you could. would literally break every bone in your little body. 
Oh my gosh, I was so mad. I was like, you get out right now. You're I'm not yeah. gonna you're not gonna die in a fire. Like what is going on? So we had a rough day the next day at PAX because we, we were, <clears> so were all disrupted. We oh, had to yeah. spend, you know, an hour on a curb and freezing it was so like Midnight cold. Boston in March or whatever. Yeah, it was freezing. Yeah. And I, again, I was so lucky because I was still fully clothed yeah. and I just I put my coat on like I was It's I, like you knew this was gonna happen. I think you were the culprit. I lit the fire. Yeah, the you were just waiting. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> diabolical yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but there were people like full on in their like bathrobes. Well, it's midnight. And they were like in their like curlers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jeez. I was really lucky. You, you're a little too gleeful about this. I just wanted you to not burn to death. Is that so and, much no. to ask? So here's the caveat I was going to say. If I was to rank all of the United States cities... I'm sorry, people of Boston. Oh, don't that say that. Boston is not my favorite, but I'll tell you why. Oh, boy. There is, I never feel more vulnerable of being like punched in the streets <laughs> than I do in Boston. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just the neighborhoods we're in. I see these packs of people up to no good. Oh. And it's like, I'm going to get punched for no reason at all. I need to Drunk, get... Drunken people? Yeah, it's like coming out of bars or just like yeah. stumbling around. It's like, I need to get to safety. <laughs> that is my beef. My thing is that I think it's just the time of year that we always go is just it's so freezing. cold. It's so cold. And I just always feel like I'm going to die because I'm not, from, <laughs> I'm not from the East Coast. So like I don't understand yeah. whether like what is happening? than 50 right. and my skin does like a weird thing oh, where no. it just like starts to like disintegrate. It's gross. Um, oh. Yeah, so I have a hard time with the weather. Yeah. I do love the food and I love like, I like the show, but yeah. yeah, I can see what you're saying though. It is like, you do kind of feel like a bit of intimidation when you're there. The townies, as they say. The townies. You got to look yeah. out. You want to, don't piss off the townies. Yeah. yeah like you, you just, tapped on it and the wrong part of town, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then just bam. Smack in the kisser, right yeah. in the kisser. Yeah. So I'm always on high alert. You're on high alert. Okay. But you mentioned the food. I had a food related incident. You did. You so what's the, the name? North End? Is that the name of that neighborhood? Yeah, that, yeah. The, the neighborhood with a lot of really like the Italian. traditional Italian yes, the very, food. Yeah, really good food there. Yeah, amazing food. Um, there's a, this is a place that I think we have been a couple times. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, I'm going to try something new this time. I got the carbonara. Woo! The pasta carbonara. That was and, a big um, dish. I think this was like the day that we had arrived. So, you know, not a lot of eating on that long flight. I was hungry. Really hungry. And I was like, yeah. I'm just wolfing down this carbonara. And this is like, this seems like a normal, I mean. It was a pretty big It was dish. a good size. It was a good portion. It wasn't like ridiculous though. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, a competition right. sized pasta right. or anything like that. Um, so I wolfed that down and um, felt pretty full afterwards. I remember you were you were trying to talk me into eating this cannoli afterwards. Like we got to go get the cannoli from I Mike's, really Mike's like Pastries. Cannoli. Mike's Pastries yeah. is a fun place to go. And I was like, uh, I'm a little full. I don't know. Um, so we didn't eat it. Did we not eat I think it? You, I think you... I think you, I ate the cannoli. I think you forced me to eat it. I did? So I was extremely full after that. And then the next day, I just woke up and had this intense sense of fullness <laughs> that did not dissipate for the rest of the show. Yeah, you were like really down and out. So that. I basically ate nothing for like three more days. Yeah, we had like... Good dinner options too. We went to right. this place with like really good pizza, and you had like nothing. I had like a nibble because I was like, I, I don't need to eat. <laughs> you and let, like I will add a caveat to this, oh. which is you are a good eater. Like yeah, you, I like to eat. I want to eat. You are not picky. No. You 
always, you eat really fast. So it's like really impossible to have dinner with you because I'll be like, I'll be three bites in and you'll be like done. You don't have to keep, just like keep pace. There. I'm not going to. You don't have to. I'm a slow eater. Anyways, um, but you always clear your plate too. Yeah. So it was like super weird. <laughs> The next three days, so, where you just didn't eat anything. I was like, "What's happening?" No, what incantation was cast on the carbonara? <laughs> but it was like, I'm just living off this for the rest of my I life. I know you had, you had. I think you only had coffee, yeah, and water, maybe even just it was coffee. Amazing for yeah. like the next no. four days, three days. No. It was very strange. Um, I think we did go back and get the carbonara again, but you only ate half. Portion. I know. I got other things. I'm, uh, I, I'm not getting the carbonara. You're night, never getting it ever again. That restaurant is really good. I'm, I'm glad um, to go back there, but Puchinesca I'm not getting. is my favorite. I'm not getting the carbonara. It's so good. Um, um, Hacksies is also where we started to do live shows. Yeah. We did our first live show there. Yeah, but we I was would always terrified of so. There's some kind of a timeline for like applying to PAX to do a live show. Yeah. And the way Nintendo would do these shows is we were always late and we would always miss the deadline. Yeah. So we couldn't get in on the like official like, you know, Dragon Theater or whatever, the Wyvern yeah. Theater. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we would so, be in those like little rooms, right? Yeah, so we'd have to do it ourselves. So we would always like rent a room and be like, all right, well, during the day, we're going to bring people in and show off these games off the show floor, which is nice. And then we'll turn it around and turn it into a theatery thing. For our for show, our show, yeah, um, which was great. But the first year, it was really down to the wire of them getting the, getting room, the room set up. Set up. Yeah. And I remember, like, one of our event and our events people are incredible. They are the best. Yeah, and they were like. I don't know where the HDMI goes. Does it go into this one or that one? It's like, bro, we got hundreds of people in the line and we got to open the doors. <laughs> Just put it in. We, we had to do a, we were doing a Mario Kart right. thing. So right. we had to get the game also to work. Like yeah. we were landing the games right. together. Um, so of course that was something that I honestly could not figure out. Yeah. So kudos to them for trying, but <laughs> it was like some, there was some like tech challenges, yeah, right. like moments right. before the show. So they figured it out and then they, they're like, all right, we're going to mic you up. The thing is, the mics are hot. Oh my God, the mics are so hot. So anything you say, everybody's going to be able to hear. And, you know, we had not, you know, I think it was our first live show. We hadn't really thought out, like, the flow of this. Like, you know, I would love to, like, parachute in or something and make a grand entrance. <laughs> Do you want a shoulder roll But it was just like, it was just like, okay, well, we'll just sit in the chair on the stage and everybody will file in and we'll begin, which was a terrible idea. Yeah. Because, you know. You can't say anything. It was just like in silence and everybody was shuffling in and we were just sitting there like statues. It was so <laughs> awkward. And I was already really nervous. because You I were so nervous. I don't like live shows. I don't like, know I'm, why. I'm really scared What do you think this is? I don't know. This I is live. I know this is live. <laughs> this is happening live. I know. Live to tape. I know. I know. I don't know why. It's like a stupid thing. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense because I shouldn't. It shouldn't be scary at all because it's right. just people that... I am your safety net in that situation. You are. And you are my safety net. That's why it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know. This you isn't the one-man show. You're just like... In like Madison Square Garden or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where you sit on a stool with like a spotlight, right? Brick wall behind yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> this is not what that is. <laughs> just like... Uh, oh. No, but, but seriously, like, it, it was so nerve-wracking. It, it could not have been the worst way to open up a show. Yeah. When, but we joke around now. We're like, oh, mics cannot be hot. Yeah. Mics need to be the coldest <laughs> mics ever. Because we want to chat with each other before right. yeah. we start. Yeah. So now we know better how to do a live show like yeah. that. We were yeah. watching a TV show the other day, and it was like some someone had gotten into trouble because their mics were hot. 
Oh, like you right. can get into trouble. You can get into a lot of trouble. You're, you're backstage, or my backstage. What if I'm backstage practicing doing, my doing ABF a, lines? Doing a last minute bathroom run on that yeah, hot mic. That mic yeah. is so hot. You're gonna. Ooh. Oh, that's gonna be so embarrassing. Ooh. We had another tech issue during that one where I had some. I was. You're I was. Joy-Con drifting. No, I had Joy-Con interference. Oh. And my thing was like, oh, why am I in last place? Because this Joy-Con cannot get the signal through. Sure, that was. Oops. Why. That was <sighs> What's um, next on this list here? Oh, a fun time for you. Oh my gosh, this was the worst. I remember this as we were rushing to the airport yeah. to leave PAX. Yeah. I'm like scrolling, you know, Twitter or whatever. I was like, oh, I think this next Smash character leaked. Yeah. Terry Bogart. Yeah. It leaked how many days before the announcement? It I was, don't know. It was probably like... So that would have been like a Sunday. I think the announcement was later that week. Yeah. So it was probably like at least two days before, which was kind of significant. Yeah. And again, this whole Smash character thing was just so hard. Right. You know, because you, we were just, as the marketing team, under so much pressure yeah. to keep everything like under wraps right. and make sure the and announcements not were not to tell the people who don't need to know. It's always it like, like... It was like four people that knew. Interrogation <laughs> of like, why does this person need to know? What's the justification? Yeah. What's the reason? There was like yeah. these different levels too, yeah. like of people who need to know right. versus they, what kind of information they need to know. Right. So it was already very complicated and there was like this huge pressure from, of course, like... Mr. Sakurai, who's the, our yeah. you know, resident perfectionist, right? Um, and yeah, you you don't you don't want those characters to leak. It's like a huge moment yeah. for us to like talk about the game again. Right. So it was just terrible. And I had I had no involvement in this at all. Yeah. So no, it was really a nothing for me, but a huge problem for you. Yeah, and it was also like just the worst news to get when you're yeah. super tired at the end right. of a show like that yeah. on a Sunday night, about to get onto a plane <laughs> on the East Coast, ready to start another working week. Just, yeah, roll, just, just roll, roll right, right into, into the next it. week. And, like, like that nothing was the happened. thing. Like, it's like I can do so much in the thirty minutes I have before I board this. Yeah, flight. while you're boarding so you're this flight, frantically <laughs> typing emails and texting people, like frantically. Yeah, and everyone is asking you. I was the I was the the marketing lead for right. this game, so like literally every department yeah. was texting me. Yeah. The thirty minutes before I had to there's go always the whole like leak cycle that happens of yeah. like what happened, who what did happened, it, who did it, what somebody is needs the... to apologize. Yeah, we yeah. need to investigate. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the ninjas right. with the thing. We need to add. Here's the meetings. Here's the the the, 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 the you yeah. know the right. Yeah, and we need to, who's writing the email to Sakurai <laughs> yeah. to explain to him what happened. Who's doing that? Who's translating that email? Oh, oh my god! Yeah. And this was all Sunday night at like eight p.m. Right. So that was right, right. not great. Um. Not a good way to end a tiring, no, no. tiring week. But here, oh, this is not the last story. This is a fast one. <laughs> we were driving, we were in a taxi going to some <laughs> restaurant that was kind of a bit of a drive. Yeah, it was a German um, place. It was actually it was really a good, good German restaurant. Yeah, I didn't realize on the way. I was like, why is the Wynn Casino in Boston? Did you notice that too? No, there was a giant, like you know, the one in Vegas. Oh, it looked exactly like that. Oh. I remember that as we were they driving. They gamble in Boston. I don't know. I was like, what's going on that. here? So that's like so that's the City. that's the direction we were going. Okay. But then this cabbie gets on this phone call and he's like grumbling. Like, and I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? This um, goes back to your fear of people from Boston yeah. and getting punched. This actually goes back to that quite <laughs> yeah. perfectly. So he finishes his phone call, puts it down, and he's like, Ugh, I can't believe it. I'm like, um Is he talking to okay, us? Like, what? what what happened? It's my wife. She's drunk in Dorchester. <laughs> I gotta go pick her up. <laughs> he was very upset. He, he was, was like, mad. He was like, I'm going, basically, I'm going in the opposite direction yeah. to drop you. Where is Dorchester? Off. I don't know. 
And then, but he has to now go back to Dorchester to pick up his drunk wife who was somewhere uh. in Dorchester. Awkward. Jeez. Boston. Yeah. If you're from Boston, explain Boston to us. We'd like to <laughs> just be a friendly face in Boston. For yeah, us. don't we punch us, one. please. Actually, I don't feel like I'm gonna get punched. I feel like you're gonna. Get Anybody's punched. at risk of the punching. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then the last Pax East we were at was the uh, pre, pre, like pre by a matter of days pandemic. Oh I can't believe we even there was this. I remember there was like some conversation right before we went. Yeah. To like, should we do this? Twenty twenty Boston Pax yeah. East, which was in the end of February, right? I think it was in March. Oh. Yeah. This was like early March. And oh, it was like, gosh. oh, should we do this? And then we were like. It would be fine. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, we're like, it's fine. It's yeah. Like pandemic, whatever. 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 But I remember everybody, the thing was hand sanitizer. Yeah, that we had will, those spritzy ones. That will cure you from everything. The hand sanitizer. Yeah, just spray yourself nobody, with hand sanitizer. The whole discussion about masks hadn't happened yet, so no. there's literally nobody wearing masks. It was but just everybody like washing was just your hands and hand sanitizer. Drum barrels of hand sanitizer everywhere. But we had Nintendo branded hand sanitizer. <clears throat> Uh, Remember? yeah, In we the did. Booth, and yeah. people were like, tss, Yeah, we did a live show. You touch things again, like, spritz a live show again for hundreds of people, uh, in a very small room. Probably a terrible idea. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> so those are our last memories of Pax East. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll be back, and hopefully, there will not be illness and yes. punching. Good. And carbonara. Cursed carbonara. Fires, fires, and carbonara. fires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff doesn't happen at Pax West. Pax no. West is generally a much more easygoing show. Pax, Pax West has been very low key. For whatever reason. But every Pax East, there's, there's something some that happens that is just like, what? Yeah. Um, anyways, if you have Pax, or Pax West, Pax East stories, let us know in the comments. And then, of course, if you went to Pax East this year, tell us, like, how, tell it us how it was and what yeah. the vibe was like. Because I was trying to glean it from the photos and stuff, and it, it was a little hard to, it's yeah. a little hard to get the sense of, you know, what, what all was going on yeah. there. All right, on to Never a Minute. Yes. So again, we asked um, everybody to submit questions for Shinichi Kameoka. Mm -hmm. um, took him about a week. We have them back. Yeah. We are going to go through them now. Um, we got some kudos from him for the variety, the selection of questions. Yeah. Um, so good job, You know, we've got some who are on his new game, Eglia Rebirth. Of course, we got some other three questions, which he was glad to answer. Yes. A couple he, others. Yeah, it's great to, to get his perspective. I think if anyone... Could give you perspective on that is probably yeah, him. So, yeah. um, and of course, all these people got um, codes, codes for Eglia Rebirth. There's two people who haven't gotten back to me yet. Please get back to me. I've got yeah. your codes. Yeah, we have your codes. Yeah, but let's just jump into these. Um, these yeah. first couple ones are from YouTube comments. Uh, so the first is from Mumbo Mod. Mm -hmm. Question for Mr. Kameoka that I'm sure a ton of people will ask. Any idea why Mother Three hasn't released outside of Japan? And what do you think are the chances of it releasing? <clears throat> I'd really love to support it and recommend it to friends. Mm -hmm. So we're going right to the money question here. Yes. And again, yes. Mr. Kamioka was one of the key developers on Mother 3. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've noted he's pretty outspoken about talking about this. Yeah, so which is great. His response was, Personally, I think the biggest selling point of Mother 3 is Shigesato Itoi's unique writing style. Mm -hmm. Translating the charm and nuances of his writing into other languages is quite a challenge. And maybe that's why yeah. it's taken so long to consider international releases of Mother 3. Mm -hmm. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Problem that makes solved. a lot of sense. Yeah. You can stop asking Reggie. <laughs> Reggie doesn't know, but he knows. No, people ask us too. We don't know either. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. But that's, this is a very good point. Like right. when, when games get localized, there's a lot that goes into that. And sometimes the writing in Japanese is very difficult to capture that essence. So right. that's a very right. good, that's a very good um, 
a, a very good reason for. Case closed. Case closed, we yeah. can put the stamp on it. Right. Um, all right, next question, also from YouTube, from Jeff S. Uh, question for Shinichi Kamioka about Eglia. The spirits appear to be a really fun feature of the game with a wide variety of designs. Did you have any spirits who were your favorites to design, and what did you aim for when designing spirits for the game? Um, and his answer, I'm quite attached to all the spirits that I personally designed, but Kanan and Oder Onodrin are my favorites. I think, uh, that being said, it just so happens that both of these are the rarer spirits out of the bunch, so you might not, might not have run into them. I hope this spurs people to go out and look for them. Oh. The spirits are a cool part of the game. That's like yeah. a real like interesting modifier that you can add to mm -hmm. all your little quest addings. Well, that's a good good incentive to go back and, and find some of these cool yeah. spirits. Uh, next is from Area... No, A Real a Hero. Oh, A Real Hero. I see. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, question for Mr. Kamioka. You've worked on a variety of wonderful games in various capacities, including illustrator and character designer, as well as producing games. How do you approach the task of producing a game given your background and the illustration aspect of game creation? Are there any skills you gained in illustrating that help the functions of a producer and vice versa? Are there some things you learned as a producer that translated into skills you could bring into the design and illustration aspect? And he says... <coughs> I was a producer, but a lot of my work also included things that a director would do. Mm. So when I wanted to communicate something to the development team, I'd do things like quickly draw a simple illustration of what I wanted them to do and show it to them. I guess that's one way being an illustrator in the past helped me out. Oh boy, the storyboarding. On the other hand, I don't think anything I've done as a producer has really impacted my work as an illustrator. Laughs. In, I love her laughs. In uh, parentheses. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of an Awada ad. Exactly. I love that. It's so cute. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So it seems like he's very much a visual person. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember, I can um, see that going well with. Remember Mr. Sakurai, he did that thing where he, he has that little model of a person and he's like, I want the move to look like this. Yeah. And he'll like he'll pose. He'll like pose it. Yeah. Yeah. I have that little That's, person at home too. Really? Yeah. Sometimes you oh. just pose it. What have you done with it? I draw. But you haven't made any smash hit video games. I have not hit, made any Jeez, hit video games. Get going. <laughs> oh boy. This person's name. Uh, oh, Nico easier, Nico Panic. Yeah, it's Nico Nico Panic. Two times. Question for Eglia developers. What is it like working as a support developer? What are the tasks and responsibilities that you as support developers are in charge of? This is a really interesting question yeah. because, you know, you see that sometimes on a lot of Nintendo developed games where there's kind of like a front-facing studio, but there's mm -hmm. also another studio who's helping out. Right. Yeah. So it's like, what are those people, what are their yeah. roles like? Um, there are many tasks and responsibilities to keep in mind, but I think the most difficult thing a developer has to do is people management. For example, depending on a project, the people you work with can change. This means that as a developer, I have to be mindful that not every team is going to work identically to the one before it. Even if you give the new team the exact same set of directions, the real challenge is knowing how to give instructions to your team to make sure that you get the level of quality that you expect. Well, that's really interesting. You know, we're this, talking about this actually. This is a pretty else. like universal point where it's like at some point you elevate yourself from like I'm a person doing a thing and I'm focused on that to now I'm leading a team. So like people doing things. So it's less yeah. about my personal contribution and getting the most out of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it, what he's saying that is 
can be challenging is that people change, you know, throughout right. the, the development cycle. Right. So you just have to like really like adjust your own, you know, communication style each time. Yeah. Which does sound like a pretty big challenge. Mm -hmm. All right. We have another Mother 3 question from Eric Riley. I love Mother 3 and I've played through it many times. One thing I find interesting is how the game has its own unique flavor while still being recognizably Mother. What was it like creating the characters and settings for the game, and do you have a favorite character you worked on? And he says, Regarding the characters in Mother 3, Itoi-san had already put a lot of work into and had created characters for the 64 version, so I already had a lot to work with. I think my favorite characters are the Majipsies. <laughs> this Mr. Itoi-san... Mr. Itoi-san. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> um... He really seems like an interesting person, yeah. just kind of a, um, what's the phrase? Um, Renaissance man. Yes, exactly, where he can just kind of do it all. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, he's involved in this, and he was involved in that, and he made this game, and he wrote this book. And yeah. You like, learn wow. a lot about him um, in the Mr. Awada book, They're actually, very close friends, yes. Which was, it's so interesting because that relationship, you can see it being so symbiotic between yeah. the two men because they have, they just have such like a complementary personality yeah. and also like talents. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I can see that with even when he's working on something so different from like writing, which is like game development, it's yeah. like he, his skills really translate still. So, mm -hmm. wow, what a person! Um, how did this is from Alexander Ivory Brown? How did you create the world for Eglia Rebirth? It's giving me Lord of the Rings Shire vibes. I like that comparison. That's a good comparison. Yeah. You're absolutely right in getting those vibes. I drew a lot of inspiration from J.R.R. Tolkien's works. We built the world of Eglia by weaving together a colorful cast of diverse and original species, settings, and relationships, alongside some familiar and well-loved fantasy tropes. Wow. Good, good, um, good eye. Reading these, reading these Tolkien books. <clears throat> uh, German Vega Castro would like to know, about Eglia, is there any hidden lore that players can uncover by reading between the lines? Mm -hmm. And the answer is, there are many backstories that weren't able to fit into the game due to development constraints, but I wouldn't say there's a secret lore to the game. Some relationships between the spirits will remain untold until you find them and befriend them, but if you play through to the end of the game, I think you'll understand the entirety of the world of Eglia and the relationship between the various species and the roles of the main characters. Where do you fall on this? Do you do you like having everything laid out, or do you like having stuff on the side? I kind of like having everything laid out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to go through the main game and feel like I've, like uh, like I understand the story, and I, right. if there is a story that I like, I got the, you know, the general gist of it. I think some side quests and stuff are fine, but I think it makes it harder for you to get the whole picture if you don't do them. So, so you're not setting aside a night to read volumes 1 through 20 of some Skyrim book? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's the extreme That's version so of extreme. this. extreme, yeah. Fan fiction? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Christian Skipper. Uh, excited for the interview as I've been eyeing up Eglia on Switch. As far as questions, I'd love to hear what Kamioka has to say about the process of porting the game to Switch. Was it hard to update controls or progression systems that were originally built on microtransactions in its mobile release? Oh, so if you didn't know, Eglia um, was originally a mobile game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, okay, and the answer is, I originally started out developing console games. So the development of the mobile version was actually a pretty big challenge. And I always had the desire to port the game to Switch ever since we started making the mobile version. Once the development staff actually started working on the porting process, things moved fairly quickly. I already had some, I already had the major changes that I wanted to make in mind. So we worked on those big changes first and then added and modified other cinematic elements and features as time allowed. The most difficult modification was the UI. We had to change everything from, <clears throat> excuse me, we had to change everything from touch-based controls to controller controls. So that was a big upheaval. Porting games is an interesting thing that you don't hear about. I, I don't know if there's some deep dive on like how a game gets ported. It I'd, seems I'd love to so know. hard to do it. Yeah, but you think it's like, oh, it's just, you just do it, you know? Yeah. Just put it into the port machine and stuff. <laughs> is there a port yeah. machine? Just no. Kerchunk it out. Oh. Yeah. I, okay. That's not. Um, all right. We're on a, oh, Nodnarb. Love Nodnarb from Patreon. <laughs> Mr. Kameoka, what are a few games that you had as a child that inspired you to make video games today? Also, thank you for your contributions to video games. I enjoy your work very much. I think Dragon Quest Ooh, II was the game that made me want to start making games. As I played through the various events and systems in Dragon Quest II, I started imagining what kind of events and systems mm. I would personally like to see in a game. That's a good one. I think there's that a lot of a developers, yeah, who are specifically inspired in by Japan, yeah, inspired by Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest yeah. yeah. Okay, this is from... This is our um, last one. Last question from Thaleo? I'm going to say Thaleo. You're batting 100 on these pronunciations. Oh my gosh, here we go again. Uh, my question is, you have many different critical accolades for your work, but personally, what career achievement, be it big or small, are you most proud of? Great question. Uh, and here's the answer. It's been a little over 30 years since I set foot in the video game, or in the, in the game industry. I guess my greatest achievement is that I'm still here and still making games. Despite being involved in a variety of titles, I've never been 100% satisfied with any of them. I think that my greatest motivator to keep striving to be even better than before. More than any accolade, I think I'm just proud that I've been consistent for 30 years. I don't think there's anything else in my life I've continued to do for 30 years. And then there's also another laugh. Laugh. <laughs> <the parentheses. laughs> That's really funny. That's but I can relate. Yeah. It is, it's hard to be consistent for so long, yeah. but it means that you really care about something. Right, so. right. Wow, that was amazing. That was very fun to go through. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much, um, Kameoka-san, for your amazing answers. And uh, thank you guys for all your questions. And if you got chosen, please respond to us. We can give you a Two people left. Two people. Yeah. All right, on to the games we are playing. We are not starting with Elden Ring. No, we cannot no. anymore. No, although we're still playing it. Yes. You played a different game. I did. We got some codes for uh, Gata Protectors Cart of Darkness from 8-4. Yes, our friends. You've played it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I have not. Um, I was interested. I, I hadn't heard of that game, so I looked it up, and I was like, I can't tell what this game is. It's very strange, so please, but in a great way. Please tell me so, and everybody else. Yeah, so thank you so much for the codes. Um, it was really fun to just like jump into another game that's not Elden yeah. Ring. Um, I would say this game is like sort of a different take on like a defender castle. Tower defense? Tower defense. Okay. Yeah, kind of kind of game. It's a, it's a lot more um it's a lot more like action oriented. Like I feel like tower defense games can get a little bit like repetitive mm. and kind of mundane cuz you're just like building these 
things. And then you see, watch how it plays out. And you just out. watch. Yeah. But this is definitely you're, you're in the action more. Okay. Um, the idea here is there's this princess. You kind of like, for each of the levels, you set her on top of this little tower. And you and she's basically, the, when she's on top of it, the tower starts moving across the map. Yeah. And you basically have to protect her from everything coming at her. And, uh, you know, some parts of the game, when you're, like, kind of going through that part, is kind of like Zelda. It's, like, top-down. Oh. You get, like, sort of these, like, big enemies that are just kind of mobbing you from all sides yeah. of the map. And you're, you're, you know, you're doing very, like, action, you know, kind of mm. attacks and things like that. Um, the, the coolest part, though, I think, is all the different characters. Like, there's, like, such random... There's, like, very traditional characters. Like, there's a fighter, and there's a mage, and there's, like, a you know, uh, an assassin. But there's also, like, an old man um, and this guy, like, this wrestler guy in, like, oh. like, like underwear. Like, you know, it's just very zany, like, strange yeah. characters. They all have different ab abilities. I tried the fighter and the mage. Um, and both were, like, pretty easy to get the hang of. And, you know, there's a leveling up system yeah. and, and all of that. And um, And, you know, I think... You can tell that it's very like eight four because it's it, the writing is so oh, good. Oh, you mentioned the writing. The writing is so funny and so just like weird and irreverent. And there's like this thing where it's like you pause the game. It's like, are you? Do you want to return to the menu or are you taking a bathroom break? <laughs> if you click on um, bathroom break, it shows you like these random like movie posters. What? It's so weird. Like, but I love it. It's so cool. It's like the movie poster was like three hippos. Oh, like that's in funny. some sort of like '80s action film, it was very, very. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't know what. How, like, why would you have that button? Like, it makes no sense, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really fun, and it's uh, super easy to jump into. The the art style is really cute too. It's like it's kind of retroy looking, retro, yeah. like kind of like '90s, yeah. you know, arcade yeah. kind of um, style, yeah. and uh, yeah, really easy to jump into. So yes, on on Switch, nice, yeah, wonderful. Check it out. Uh, all right, now on the other one. You have been having, having some problems. intense emotional moments with Elden Ring lately because you're stuck. I'm this is stuck. this seems to be the weekly update is you're stuck, but then you move on. I get stuck, and then I hopefully will get. You lose all hope, soon. and then I you lose move all on. Hope, and then you get stuck again. We're pretty deep into this game. I, I don't know you're, exactly. You're ahead of me because you got unstuck. Yeah. So, so the enemy in question that we were both stuck on for a long time is the fire giant. Yes. Who uh, is well named. He's large and he shoots fire at you. I don't like him. He's terrible. It's not the best boss in the game. No. I think not because it's hard. Right. But it doesn't really seem to work that well with the game's mechanics. I was going to say, I don't feel like I'm fighting. The boss is not the fire giant. The boss is the game's camera. Yeah. That and, is the actual boss I'm fighting. And the lock-on system I found. Yeah. We have different characters. I mean, you have more mm -hmm. range stuff. I have no range stuff. I need to get in close. I, I mean, for for me, I'm just, like, I I just couldn't even make any progress. That was the, yeah. the, the most frustrating part. Like, before, you know, when you fought these big, hard bosses, you felt like, okay, I'm, I'm going to learn the way that he fights right. me, and then I'm going to improve. Yeah. Like, every single time I fight him, I'm going to learn a little yeah. bit more. This one just seemed like it was impossible even to make those kinds of like incremental yeah. improvements yeah. or like like steps. Like you were just fighting the camera the entire time. He would one-shot me. Right. So if you missed a dodge, you yeah. missed a roll, it would, you would just immediately die. Like you basically had to have this like flawless, perfect run, which yeah. was almost impossible. 
nearly impossible to do because you were, again, fighting the mechanics and the camera right. the whole time. So I was just like, no, I can't do this, like, with the current status of my character. So I, I did leave for a while, and um, so I have, like, a, like, a, they call it a Magus build, I guess. So it's, like, a sorceress that has, like, some melee capabilities. Mm. So I do have, like, you know, pretty high damage sword that yeah. I, a rapier that I use. And then not I, like I do. Not like you do. Your <laughs> sword is very two-handed, like, massive, yeah. like, whatever. I mean, so I still can get up close in melee. Yeah. Um, and I have some health. I, I'm have, I have health. Um, but I can also cast spells and, and do some range as well, uh, which I really like. But I, I just found that it was impossible with this with this boss. So I went back and I tried to get some stronger spells. Yeah. I tried to level up my weapons a little bit more. I tried to give myself a little bit, a couple more levels to get some just some more health points and more FP. I went back last night and I still couldn't do it, but I did feel like I was better. Okay. Like I was able to get him down to like maybe one sixth or one oh. eighth oh, wow. of his health That's a couple great. of times. Yeah. So I feel like I just need to get better at a couple of things and maybe there was this one other spell that I wanted to get to see if it would just help me in that second phase because mm-hmm. I do a lot of range in the second phase. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I'm wondering if I should go back and, and get that spell tonight before I go back in. Right. Um, but it, it wasn't. It's not as frustrating as the. And he's not one shot killing me anymore. Okay. I, I did get a couple more health yeah. points, which is yeah, which is good. But man, it's been it's been a full on like week of just being stuck and. Yeah, it has been a while. It's. I mean, I'm like, if I can't do it, if I can't do it with this setup, like, I just have to stop. I mean, you have to. Well, stop. If you do it within what, an eighth of his life, you're very close. So it's coming. I hope so. You just got it's like it's like playing the slots at Vegas. <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna win. <laughs> Triple cherries, yeah. let's go. Eventually, you're gonna win. Yeah, for me, like melee only, like I gotta get close. Yeah. So I was having issues with the lock on, where the lock on would lock on to a weird part of its body. Yeah, his chest, that right? I'm, and it's like, yeah. and I would swing and I'm whiffing. It's like, I can't reach that. I need to hit his legs. Yeah. So I would have to actually manually unlock when and I would get close yeah. and then hit. And then when he would start mm. to attack, lock again so I could actually see what was happening Yeah. and then do the dodge. So that was a really weird it's super weird thing I had to do. Yeah. I mean, it took me days also. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad to be beyond it. Yeah. But now it takes now I'm in the the final legacy dungeon. Hopefully. I'm at that boss. No, I looked it up. It says this is the last one. Thank God. So I'm at the boss. Um that boss is a more traditional boss. I, I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm I'm not too worried about it. Okay. And that I mean that dungeon felt like a cakewalk after that that's, boss. Yeah. That's the thing I was like, it sounds like what's after is not no, it's not. No. It's like it's not like it's gonna be frustrating forever. No, like, I think until the end. I think this is just a, a weird boss i mean i'm sure the final bosses will be really hard but for you different, know, different reasons. reasons not for the camera doesn't work yeah not for we're, we're fighting the mechanics of yeah, the game yeah. yeah and also the other thing is that you can choose to uh, ride torrent or not oh and, yeah and that could really mess you up too right. like if you're trying to do all these things yeah. you know it's like there's so many elements of that fight that can just like mess you up right right so anyways I will keep you all up. To, I'm sure you don't care. I'm, fe- I'm feeling <laughs> ready to today. be about done with this game after how long has it I been? Think so. I'm, t- I'm getting pretty tired of it. I'm not tired of it, but I'm like... Well, I'm tired of it right now. I just, I mean, you're tired of that. 
I just feel like I've, you know, had a good experience. We really got a lot out of this game. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's an you incredible. You should see my YouTube watch history. Yeah. It's slightly <laughs> deranged. insane. Like, it's deranged. It's like Fire Giant Sorcerer, Fire Giant Comet Azure, Fire Giant. Like, it's just like every, like, all my recommendations now are just yeah. Elden Ring like videos, which is like what somebody how, should what somebody should actually make Elden Ring cheese, like real cheese. Because <laughs> that's I'm sure that's part of your history is like fire giant cheese. Oh yeah, definitely. How to cheese up. every single boss. How to cheese every yeah. boss. Make yeah. the real cheese. I only cheese the one boss. I'm I'm not The always, cheese is not always easy. It's not always I'm easy. like, oh here we go. And then I watch the video. It's like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> anyway. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Right. Kind of a short what we're playing segment this week. But we have a um, big news segment. This, Some this really news, big stories. This news segment is chonky. Um, and we have new news music. Oh my which, gosh. The news music is awesome. Which we snuck in at the last second last week. It is by uh, a wonderful person named Parker Deal. Thank so you, thank you, Parker, Parker, for this. Parker's um, like, please stop singing the news jingle. Just made it's this out horrible. of the goodness of his heart for us. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Very nice yes, addition. Yes. Thank you. Um... So last week there was all this shuffling with Nintendo's release dates for this mm -hmm. year. We wanted to spend some time talking about this. We did talk about it in our bonus Q&A. Yeah. But even after that, there was there more, was more that stuff happened. that happened. So we need to just comprehensively go through mm -hmm. everything here. Yeah. So what we predicted would happen, and many of you also predicted this, was came to pass, which was Splatoon 3. And Xenoblade basically traded places. Right. So the first domino to fall was Xenoblade Chronicles moved from September, moved up to, to July, July 29th. Yeah. And we were like, well, what does this mean? And yeah, we, we yeah. accurately predicted, predicted that, that Splatoon trade. Traded uh, to September 9th. From summer. Now, is September 9th technically still summer? I think it might be. It is because September 21st is the first day of fall. How do you know that? Solstice. Huh? Or not, it's not solstice actually. Um, I just know. Really? Yes, I, I swear Do you know you. the first day of every uh, season? I do. It's the 21st of every single day. Of, of really? So some, first day of summer is June 21st. The first day of fall is September 21st. The, first, the, the winter solstice is December 21st. Really? And the first day of spring is April 21st. That's amazing. Did I just blow your mind? Wow, you kind of Look did. Look at him. I swear to you. That I, I don't doubt you. That's incredible. So it is, it so. is still summer. I didn't, Although, I didn't see anybody late, doing late. that. It's not delayed. It's still summer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Late, um, late summer. Late that's, summer. That is not yeah. summer in my book, but I no, guess technically it yeah. still is. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, you know, so for Xenoblade, they put out like a really like intense trailer. trailer. Yeah. It was more than just like, here's the new date. Like right. it was like a legit trailer. And it has like a lot of updates and a that lot of stuff looks in there. really good. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, a lot of story details in there that, again, as a... Very casual Xenoblade fan. I did not. Kind of went over our head. I did not understand. But it looked amazing. It looked really this game cool. looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will be looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. Splatoon, though. Um, Splatoon. So that had a very different approach where yeah. it put, you know, the trailer was basically a match mm -hmm. of the game. Right. Um, with the new release date attached to it. So interesting, you know, just there that. You know, two very different approaches. A full cinematic trailer versus, like, here's a drop of some Just new a, gameplay. Right, right, right. And the gameplay itself also was pretty samey to Splatoon 2, in um, my opinion. Yes. That's what I thought as well. And that was kind of a feeling I had had for a little while. Yeah, like, even when they... <laughs> Uh, announced the game yeah. in the latest, or they, they talked more about the game in the latest direct. Yeah. Just felt a little bit like, yeah, sure, there's some new weapons, it's new like, specials, yeah, but it like. It could be a what? new single player campaign. Yeah. But 
I mean, me just eyeballing this video, I was like, if I was at a glance, if I yeah. if, if I looked really quickly, I don't know if I'd be able to tell. Right, right. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if they're using this time to completely, you know, overhaul the game. Obviously, they don't have time to do that. There's still months to go. There's a lot we yeah. don't know. Right. Um, Let's hope that the single player campaign is really strong because that's actually the good, a really good differentiator yeah. for that game. I'd um, love to get some sort of a new mode maybe. You know, we got Salmon Run in Splatoon 2, which yeah. was great and really mm -hmm. substantial. Obviously, that's coming back. That also looked a little bit Sammy to me. Oh, totally. I would love, you know, you know, whether it's a new ranked mode or something else, that would be a really nice addition. Mm -hmm. I put out I put out a tweet just, you know, making that point, and it was really interesting. You know, There's a lot of different opinions The there. discourse was happening yeah. in the replies. <laughs> And, you know, I would look at, like, who was making different comments and the dedicated, like, you know, hardcore Splatoon community was there telling me I was wrong. Yeah, but of course they would be the ones that know, and, notice all the little details. And right, and obviously I'm not representing, my point of view is not the competitive Splatoon community. I'm, yeah. you know, I, it's been a while since I played Splatoon 2, frankly. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, Nintendo, for a game of Splatoon size, wants and needs to reach more than the dedicated Splatoon right, community. Right. They want this game to be a huge like a hit. a huge hit, like a blockbuster. Casual crossover yeah. hit, you know, everybody. So I think that's something that they, you know, need to be aware of is how people are perceiving what they're putting out on this game. And, yeah, and exactly. hopefully next time that, you know, whether it's, you know, a summer direct or a dedicated direct, I think both of those are on they the table. They need to really show what's different and unique and what yeah. makes this game stand out from Splatoon too, to prove to us that yeah. it's not just like a thing where you could just do an update right. DLC yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for a game, like, I, I, this was the point we made with Mario Kart. It's like, you need to rethink what it means to have a new game yeah. versus just an ongoing game yeah. that you can continually and both update. both are very like legitimate sure. ways of going about something. Right. Like if they just wanted to have Splatoon not be numbered and just continually update Splatoon, yeah. the game... Like, I think people would be fine with that. You can do that. There's ways to make money off of that. You could sell those updates. Right, right, um, exactly. There's ways to do that. So, yeah, yeah I just wasn't mm. super wowed by I that. I wasn't either. I'm not writing the game off at all. I I'm think sure it'll be fun still, but, um, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm still very eager to see what comes, but... Um, you know, like I had a big wow to the Xenoblade trailer. Yeah, I, I did not. I did, have, not the, I did not have the reaction to that. Yeah, exactly. And of so, course, they, they dropped that new date at the end of that trailer. Yeah. Very nonchalantly. Yeah. So we had, you know, this has been like, I forget how many weeks ago that Zelda update came out. So we had a lot of shuffling in the calendar. Already, yeah. So yeah. I want to go through the current 22 release schedule. This is first party only, mind mm -hmm. you. Um, so a few days. Switch Sports. April 29th, Nintendo Switch Sports. Mm -hmm. June 10th, Mario Strikers Battle League. Nice. Then June 26th, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, July 29th. That's a pretty good run from, the summer. from now to summer. Yeah, that's, Obviously, that's a lot. You're not going to see much shuffling there because that's, that's soon. That's pretty soon. But that's good. And Strikers is going to be a big one to take us through this summer, I think. Um, yeah. So that's gonna. I mean, that, that's yeah. great. That, I mean, Xenoblade. Yeah, uh, these are all you know pretty substantial games, games. Substantial games. So yeah. then we get into the fall. Splatoon three, September 9th. Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet mm -hmm. just noted late twenty twenty two. I think mm -hmm. we both think that will November. be the, the November game. It's definitely the November. The sort game. of pre Black Friday game, which is yeah. where you put your biggest game. Yeah. Give yep. it the best chance to succeed. Exactly. We have Bayonetta 3, which is TBD this year. Mm -hmm. I could see that getting into October. I think it could be October. I think that could be the but October But if they game. need to, they can slip it to December if they need the time. Sure. 
Um, I guess this is not technically a first party game, but kind of sort of Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. That's TBD this mm-hmm. year. Um, that could uh, actually be October as you well. You know, Ubisoft. Yeah. I, I'm not. It's going to be a holiday game. I don't think that game will be delayed. So yeah. I think that'll make it. The holiday game. And then we sure. also have just kind of in, you know, the TBD Purgatory mm-hmm. Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. I know. You know, that's not. You know, being honest, like, I love that game. I can't wait to play that. I wouldn't put it in the same caliber of, like, impact of some of yeah, these others. Exactly. So exactly. Much more of a niche audience. Yeah, I could see that. So they'll probably just drop it sometime. I could see them layering it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's not going to hold a month necessarily. No, no, yeah. no, no. It might go, maybe it goes October with something yeah. else. Yeah. You know? And then we have, I just noted here, the Mario movie. Ah. Don't forget. Do not forget. There's this more. December there's, 21st. There's going to be another game, for sure, so, I, I feel like. You know, My kind of what you want in the September, the quote, holiday, holiday season. season. You really need like three to five big games. Huge games. In the September, yeah. October, November, December to really, you know, make a huge impact. And I mm-hmm. think Nintendo's been really good at having that through the years. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where these other games place out. I'm pretty sure one of these will be October because you again you want to have, have one, one every month. Every month. One big game every the month. The month you can you can skip is December. Yeah. Um, because it's, that's too late. It's past Black Friday. You're missing yeah. out on a lot of the big sales right, opportunities. Right. So sometimes there are games that slip in and it's fine. Like Smash. Right. Um, <laughs> it's fine. But it was early if you're gonna do December it has to be like that first week. Yeah. If you go anywhere later than that, yeah. it might as well you might as well just not do it. Right. So you just kind of did some research and looked back at all this all the years of the Switch generation mm-hmm. of all the holiday season. It's interesting yeah. to go through how yeah. how well they have done of following this template. Mm-hmm. So 2021, September, WarioWare Get It Together, October, Metroid Dread, also October, Mario Party Superstars, and then November. Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. The other thing you'll notice is that usually the biggest, like, quote, family game is the one that's closer to Black Friday. Yeah. Because they, of course, want that mass audience appeal. Right. So a game like Metroid would never be in that later right. spot. Right, So right, that's right. another thing. Um, 2020, this was the pandemic year. We're lucky to have get, been getting have any, any, any games, games at, all? at all that year. But we had September, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, mm-hmm. Pikmin 3 Deluxe, October, and then November, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. I think this is the weakest of all the years. Yeah, but again, <laughs> You had Animal Crossing. We were all good. Yeah, and things <laughs> were happening. We had Animal Crossing earlier. Um, all is forgiven. Yeah. Uh, 2019, September, Link's Awakening. October, mid-October, Ring Fit Adventure. Late October, Luigi's Mansion 3. And then mid-November, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. See, these November dates for Pokemon are pretty consistent. So yeah, you can yeah. probably But see you remember, that. it wasn't always like that when they, no. when they had the split localization. It used they to be did. it would come it was... out in Japan and, and then, then later... like March-ish. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they do global releases now, though. It makes yeah. it so much easier Yeah, yeah that for was everybody. a huge change. Um, 2018, um, September, this was an interesting one, the Xenoblade 2 Torna expansion. That Mm -hmm. was very big, though. Yep. Super Mario Party, early uh, October, mid-November, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, and then Smash Brothers. um, That was the delayed. Yeah. Yeah, On the night of the Game Awards. That's right. They delayed it to them (laughs) for some reason. Oh, boy. Your your last stand. I can't talk about this, right? I think I cried that night. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. And then 2017, the first year of the Switch. This was loaded up. This year, this year. Man, look Again, at this year. Listen. It can maybe the, not be The people who are saying 2022 is going to beat 2017. No, it's not. No, 2017. Look at this. Woo. We, we got to start with October, uh, August. 
Last couple days of August, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom mm-hmm. Battle. September, Pokemon Tournament DX. November, uh, excuse me, October 20th, Fire Emblem Warriors. October 27th, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, so and again, then December 1st, game. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Wow. Yeah. On yeah. top of everything else that year. Mm-hmm. Banger after banger. That's right. My goodness. So, so so let's look, go back here to 2022 yes. this year. So we have a couple of holes to fill. So, so we so got if, the September so, game. So if we're making this, if, if we are, you know, John Q Nintendo, where are we placing <laughs> these games? I would place uh, Mario Mario plus Rabbids, Rabbids yes. in the October time frame if I were John Q Nintendo. Yeah. Unless they can get it out earlier. Which John Q, Ubisoft in that case. John Q. Jean. Jean, Jean? Q, Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo. <laughs> uh, yes, Jean-Pierre, Ubisoft will be, um, I would say, October. Unless you can get it out earlier, then August will be fine. Here's too. what I would do. Early October for that. Yeah. Late October for Bayonetta, Bayonetta. to get those uh, Halloween vibes. You, that, see, yeah. that's the other thing. Luigi's Mansion was that because yeah. there was a whole on thing. on Halloween. It was like, we want this to be the next, right. like the, the traditional thing that you do at Halloween, play Luigi's Mansion. That was a big drama I was banging. Yeah. And nobody really I like cared. that idea. <laughs> I would tell people, like, it was like the next year, it was like, all right, what's our plan? Well, let's get some Luigi's Mansion stuff for... Um, Halloween. And then no one would be like, like, shut up, go away. Shut up, dummy. (laughs) That's true that people do traditional things around the holidays. Like you watch these Christmas movies or you watch Charlie Brown or whatever. You watch your Hocus Pocus. I do I do. Right. Anyways. I actually don't like Charlie Brown. Um, Bayonetta three, so Halloween. So Bayonetta three, Halloween. Um, then you have November is Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon, yes. And then um Advanced Wars, see, again, that one could yeah. be anywhere. Maybe put it, put it wherever you'd like. December I mean, I mean move it to Q1 if you need to. Yeah, but maybe December will be fine. But depending on, you know, sometimes the Q1 can get a little sparse. That's true. If you want something there to just, you know, like have, have a new release, over. have something to talk about, that could In be cool. January, that could be cool too. Yeah, late yeah. January. So now you you seem very convinced. And again, we There's have some, no, we have no, no inside information. I don't have any. We don't know. You seem convinced there is another game. This is pretty full. You seem convinced that there's game. another game to go in here. I think there's another... Big? I think there's another big game. Okay. I think it's going to be a game that is a Mario game for the movie. And All right. I think it's going to come out like in that Black Friday time frame. All right. That's what I think. I I'm mean, putting it out there now. I mean, that's... Um... It's a lot of heavy hitters between that and, and Pokemon if those are both coming out in November. Um, I remember that there was one year i think we released mario 3d world this is the wii u version okay. and um zelda a link between worlds on the on, same on day. The day same day on 3ds why did we do that again we don't choose we don't choose these dates somebody that else is choosing really these dates not a great idea yes they're two different systems but why please why yeah <laughs> Please that, no. <laughs> I don't know. I just have a feeling that there's okay. got, there's got to be if they're gonna make this big splash finally yeah. with this Mario movie, right. there's got to be a game. I understand what you're saying, but as I look at this calendar, I don't see a lot of openings, so I don't know. They're gonna bump something. You think something's getting bumped? You didn't say that. What's getting bumped? Advance Wars can be bumped anytime. It doesn't matter. Mario, about Mario, Wars. and Rabbits could be bumped. <sighs> 
Jean-Pierre won't be happy, but maybe. Well, what, what if the thinking is like, well, there's our Mario game. We got a Mario game with the rabbits, and then no, the rabbits are not... in the the rabbits are in the movie. You didn't oh know that. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the studio that made Minions. You know, it's like a minion, a rabbit. Oh, uh, terrible! That's the sound they make, right? Oof. No, that would be very strange. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. All right. Are you are you staking your name to this? I'm staking my name to this. To the, there, that there will be a huge Mario game to coincide with the movie. I think so. Yes. Mario the movie, the game. Can't Mario wait. the movie, the game, Great. starring what's his face? Just like just like the uh, old school Street Fighter, the movie, the game. They're going to digitize Chris Pratt, <laughs> and you're going to play as digitized He's Chris Pratt, like looking like it's Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that seems quite violent for a Mario game. Well, he's not doing Mortal Kombat stuff. Oh, okay. And then you can have like a digitized Goomba that you can go boop, 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 boop. <laughs> kind of like rip someone's heart like, out or something? It's a me. Chris, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> All right. And not so fun news. Oh, my goodness. Not so fun news. Uh, yes. This was, uh, there was kind of a double whammy um, of stories that came out about Nintendo last, last week. The first one was Nintendo hit with labor complaint. This is the original story. Yeah. From Stephen Totillo of Axios, Axios yep. um, someone we know very well. Yeah. And um, I'll just read it here. There's an allegation that Nintendo of America and a global hiring firm that it uses was engaged in concerted activities and made coercive actions against a worker interfering with their legally protected right to organize. In right. other words, unionize. Unionize, yeah. Right. Um, and... So this person was a contractor, mm -hmm. and as I read through the story, I was like, I think this is a this is a two part story because right. obviously the unionization was front and center, but the fact of this person being a contractor was standing out to me right. as a major part as well, which is interesting. We got part two a few days later. Yeah, which exactly was that from Kotaku, it? the article. Uh, the Nintendo of America contractors who feel like second-class workers. Yes. That is an extremely long and in-depth article that is is too too in-depth for us to really summarize, but it really yeah. does talk about... You, the, should, you guys should read it, yeah. though, because it really goes into a lot of detail about people's personal yeah. accounts of what's happening. The experience of being a contractor. Yeah. So, so what does it mean to be a contractor? Let's back up. So, so at Nintendo of America, there are two kinds of employees. There is a full-time employee. There's me and there's everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how these people yeah. felt, okay? <laughs> the second-class employees who are not kid Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Uh, we were both full-time employees, right. but there also are contract contractors or contract employees. So how that works is they go through a staffing agency. Nintendo uses a... Regular staff. This one asked. I hadn't heard of this one actually. I think it was a different one that we. There, had they heard use of. one for. I guess there's a couple um, for the product testing I contractors see. and one for marketing. I okay. think. Um, but they we hire people and or Nintendo hires people for a certain amount of time, which is like their contract period. Right. What they don't get though is like the benefits of a full time employee, like right. health benefits, right. You know, retirement, right, um, right, right. Those those things. Um, 
And uh, there, there are many times where contract workers on the marketing side, even on our team that we used to work on, they were... Yeah, we had we had a few over the years. Yep. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. they, they can remain contractors or there could be opportunities for them to be converted to full-time mm-hmm. employees, which has also happened before. Yeah, sometimes that's how you look at it. Like, oh, well, it's, it's a tryout for this for this, for person, this person and, and maybe yeah. we can convert them. Yeah. Or, but sometimes yeah. not. Sometimes it's like their, their time runs their out and you say goodbye. And you yeah. have to let them go, right? Right. Um, and, and in this story in particular, I, I believe that the, the contractors that are speaking out are those that work in the Redmond office yeah. um, that are working not on the marketing side, but more on the testing side. Right. Um, and, and that team actually employs like a very high percentage of, co- of contractors, mm. the, the testing side. And they're, they're on sort of a unique system where they're on these... They're on these, you know, timed contracts, and yeah. they have to take sort of a mandatory break yeah. in between, and then they can sign up again. None of this, I think, is actually unique to Nintendo. Though. This no. is just kind of, you know, there's how it works. There's companies everywhere in and out of gaming who right. use contractors, oh, yeah. and this is just kind of the formula for yeah. how it works. How it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we saw every variation of this. You know, we had somebody who worked for us as a contractor and became full time. Mm-hmm. We had somebody, um, you know, who was under contract when we left who you know we were hoping we could convert we don't know what will what will come of that yeah um you know that's really you know we talk about like the wii u days and like oh you know we're glad we didn't get laid off and there wasn't a fear of that one of the reasons is like the The number of employees is managed very tightly yeah so you don't get too big um and you know that can be a struggle in the really busy times, but yeah. again, it does help people to not um, worry about their job status when right. things um, you know get tough. You know, one of the ways you can get around that is is using these contractors. Right. So um, you know, again, I think that's you know kind of the the thinking there. But um, yeah, you know, the, the unionization part is interesting. In in the Kotaku story, they go through kind of the account of what happened where it came up in like a mm-hmm. team meeting right. around the time that this was happening in all of the, you know, around the industry. There were different people talking about unionization or, or actually doing it. Something similar actually happened in, in our team meeting. I don't know if this was before you had joined um, or you, if you were still with PR. Um, but somebody asked, mm-hmm. you know, just very, you know. Casually. Casually, like, well, what would that mean if, you know. We were to unionize, or Nintendo was to unionize, and I was one of the times I think I gave a terrible answer because I didn't know. I was like, "This is not something that I've really thought about." Yeah. Um, so I was like, I, "I, I honestly don't know. You know, we need yeah. to look at it and see, you know, what the benefits are." But it's not like you discouraged. Absolutely not. Right. That's but it was within just, their rights. Yeah. I mean, I, rights. I always like to have answers for people, but in this yeah. case, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. The stance. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit. I think for managers, like, it could vary based on like what their what their knowledge right. of that situation And nobody is. was saying, like, oh, we should do this. Right. It was just like, what would this mean? So I was like, oh, we'd need to really understand what the implications would be. Right. And what the, how that would impact us. And I usually think of, like, unions as, like, you know, it's like, oh, there's the, the plumber's union and the, the pipe fitter's union. But <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, for game developers, you know, you, you see that being an option of mm-hmm. avoiding crunch and other kind of bad situations. Yeah. Again, for, for kind of broader gaming I would need to educate myself a lot more mm-hmm. to understand. So if there's any resources about that, I'd, I'd love to see those. Yeah, exactly. That This is the thing that you and I were talking about after these stories broke is that like a lot of the times when you read these stories about people feeling, you know, discriminated against or they feel like um, 
they're not being heard. It's because of like bad managers yeah. and like how there's really no training. There, there's no requirements from not just at Nintendo, but like at like many companies yeah. where you don't have like the the toolbox or the skill set to be a good manager. Yeah. So you get yourself into these really bad situations where these people feel like you're dismissive or right. whatever. So you know yeah. that's part of it too. I never had a job again at Nintendo or anywhere else where when I would manage people they would be like well here's you know our expectation for what that means or here's yeah. what you need to do it was yeah. always just like well figure it out figure it out talk to the person that and you're managing and figure it out like you know yeah. by by the time i left i was managing like 13 people so that was the main part, part of, of my job yeah um and I don't know if people really understand how distinct that shift is when mm -hmm. you become a manager of like, yeah. no, you need to dedicate a significant portion of your time to looking out for this other person and, and helping them. And like understanding them and understanding right. what they expect of you. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that really stood out to me that I've read the second article yeah. is that like, it just doesn't seem like anyone was equipped to do that. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you hear like, oh, well, you know, schools these days should teach like, teach like money management instead yeah. of trigonometry. And it's like, yeah, like these businesses yeah, should teach people should teach management. Yeah, teach people management. Instead of, yeah. you know, something else, um, you yeah. know, that there is. Because I, we, you, when you and I became, you know, manager, employee, we did do a meeting with HR and they were like, <laughs> Kid is responsible for Krista. And we would joke about that sometimes. Did people know this? I don't <laughs> but know it, if people it, know this. But it, oh, now you're blushing now. <laughs> you're, you're, now you're really telling secrets at a school, huh? And it was like, we would joke about that, but it was like, yeah. I mean, you really are, you, though. You are responsible for that person. And this person's like, salary there's a lot their, that hinges on like, what you can yeah, do for them yeah right. their career growth their hinges career path, on your manager yeah. like so if you don't have a good one like good luck you know um the other thing you know just from my personal observations of when i went to redmond and and when i was working at nintendo about our contractors is it did really feel like they were separate mm. from like the full-time like more like business corporate like you know side yeah. of it you know yeah. like when you go see them in the in like the um cafe and stuff they'd always be like off to one side i don't know if that was something that they you know you kind of like when you're at school you sit with your friends but like there was not a lot of like mixing mm. of the two sides and again this is my own personal observation there was a, a note there was something in here about in the article about how a lot of the contractors are discouraged from oh. walking through the main lobby I distinctly remember that there was a separate entrance for those contractors. Mm. I don't know if that was a security thing or, uh, yeah. you know, because they are working on unreleased games. And, of course, Nintendo, as you guys know, is very, like, leak adverse. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they, they have to probably go through a whole security thing to get into that building. We were never allowed in that building, obviously. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, it, it did feel like... You know, they were not sort of, it wasn't like one happy family kind of thing. Like, it was separate, yeah. you know? Did it, you feel like that? It is interesting because, you know, again, the, the contractors that we worked with, I mean, they're incredible. Like, right. And they immediately were like, oh, you, you belong on this team. So I can understand the frustration of, like, I'm contributing. I feel like yeah. I belong here. I'm on the level of these other people. But I'm, right. but but I'm, you're not. But I'm not. Yeah. And what, what gives? Right. I can understand that frustration. There's a whole, I, you know, I, I said there's two layers. I think there's a third layer about, you know, QA and, and testers also and kind yeah. of their place in the industry. Right. 
And I noticed that too in you know other places that I worked where yeah there there were definitely people who would look down on them right. or like be like think oh well they're not you know you know they're not the same kind of employees we are but right. I don't know I mean like they're like legitimate game developers I yeah, feel and they yeah. really they're contributing really like, contribute fully, to the not, outcome of a game yeah I mean they're finding these bugs um, they're making the experience good for the, yeah. the end player I mean I did like the you know Nintendo games they put you know QA in the credits right. You know, the, the credits of Nintendo games are very tightly managed of, like, yeah. you have strictly developers in there and they are in there. So that's a nice acknowledgement of that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think but around the industry. But on that side, though, the, the <clears throat> credits, they're crediting, like, the heads of those departments. They're not crediting the actual people that are, like, you know, like the contractors that are working on those. Well, I don't know. Everybody. Yeah, but that that I think that's what it is because someone was saying in the article too that like they they don't ever get credit. Their uh, their managers are getting their credit for stuff that they discovered, right, and right, it's right, really right. discouraging. I yeah. can totally see that. It's like you did all this great work, and no one even knows you exist. You right, know, right, and you're not in the credits, but your bad manager is. It's like, dang, that that sucks. You know, that would feel bad. You know, I was in the credits when I worked at Namco. I know that. You do? Yeah, I saw it. Why do you know that? It's on your wiki page. Really? Yeah. <laughs> My wiki page. <laughs> oh, no. It was. Just in my IMDb page. No big deal. Anyways, yeah. My Oscars. <laughs> my, my Oscars, my Emmys, Grammy, my Grammys, my spoken word Grammy, my, my daytime Emmy. Oh, your daytime yeah, Emmy. Yeah, I got all those. Golden Globe? Your uh, Gigi? Don't have that one yet. Oh. No, I don't want it, though. Gigi. It's beneath me. Um, all right, from one feel bad story to an even worse feel bad story, <laughs> Sonic Origins. Oh, this was so bad. Was announced. Um, so this is a kind of compilation. Why do we have Sonic news every week? Every. Second. But this one's actually it proves your point. That uh, bad, so that's good. <laughs> so this sure. is a repackaging of the first three Sonic games. Yeah, and they had some cool stuff of like yeah. you can play with the different characters. Um, and I mean, you know. It's not unusual to have these kinds of, you know, repackagings here and there because yeah. they're, they're perpetually of interest. But they, but had, but they had these very strange yeah. DLC packages. In the, in the article we picked here, the headline was, Sonic Origins raises the bar for confusing an unnecessary DLC. <laughs> and it they put very out very nickel and diming. They put out this dumb. chart. So there's five different... Versions: the standard edition, the what does this say? I can't read this. Start dash, Start pack, dash pack, premium, premium fun yep. pack. I love the premium fun pack. I always go for that. <laughs> Classic music pack in the digital deluxe edition, and it's like, all right, like maybe if there's substantial stuff to differentiate but these, it's you could do it. These tiny little. It's things. really like, like splitting hair stuff. Like, uh, is there a little letterbox background? Is there a character animation in the main menu? You need the premium fun pack if you're getting that. Yeah. I was just like, what's... What's the point? What's going on? What's going on here? Why are we doing this? What's the point? Yeah. People seem very turned off by this. Oh, and there's there's certain things that you can also only get in a pre-order as well. Right. A hundred bonus coins. (laughs) Got a pre-order for that. Yeah. Why? Why? Come on. Don't do this. Don't do this. DLC, people are already like wary of we it. We need to get, yeah. We need to get like industry standard yeah, like DLC. It seemed like you were at a time where people were pretty good with DLC. I remember like the horse armor days where people freaked out. Oh, like DLC is bad. Oh, the DLC yeah. is on the disc. Now I'm freaking out. It seemed like we're at kind of a nice place and then stuff like don't, this. Don't do this. Stuff like, don't ruin more than you already have, Sonic. 
Ruined my life. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Last All right, story. Moving on. Another sex. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the Joker because of this. <laughs> uh, Sega is developing, this is interesting, developing big budget Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio reboots. Did, oh you, did you play original I, versions? I played original Crazy Taxi. Did you have a Dreamcast? No. No. But I, I had friends that had Yes. Crazy Taxi is fun. I played these games. This was the first and only Sega system that I bought. I got over my. Issues. issues when the I, I bought the, it I bought it therapist. months before they shut it down <laughs> little did I know they were going <laughs> to shut it down but I played these games these are fun games they're fun yeah so, I don't think I played Jet Set Radio though. Sega has something called the quote Super Game Initiative great name and they are looking to develop new and innovative titles with a focus on global reach <laughs> online interactivity community building and IP utilization and these are the two games that are th- that if this is rumored that they are going to be focused on nice um, so this is like Crazy Taxi meets Fortnite. Sounds like a smash hit. Can't wait to see that. It could be kind of fun. It could be fun. Uh, I mean, I understand why they would want to expand some of these IP like this. Yeah. I don't a know how fire. they chose these. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I don't know what else they've got. Yakuza. No, Yakuza. Keep your hands off Yakuza. Yeah, don't, don't do that. No the crown jewel. For, no Fortnite Yakuza. No. Um, Okay. I don't know what to say. You've got no take on this? Oh, I thought we were ending the segment. I saw somebody, somebody made a comment of like, how many people really know about taxis these days? (laughs) versus Versus taking like, you know, Uber Uber? or a Lyft or. Big budget crazy Is it it relevant to make a game about taxis? Do people still know about radio? Is that like VHS hero or something? (laughs) Like. (laughs) Jet set. Street, jet set jet flip set, phone. Jet set, jet set Apple Music. Jet set Mo- Motorola Razor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sega's going to keep doing these antics. This is rumored. Maybe it won't happen. We'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I'll be there to laugh when and it does. watch. Yeah. Watch and laugh? Yes. All right. Questions. Oh my gosh, questions. We have, I think this is 14 questions. So Whoa, we, we need to jump slipping the questions. right in. We have a lot of questions. Okay, all right. And we do even more in our bonus Q&As, which has become the favorite thing uh, that we do week to week, our bonus Q&As. Because what happens is there's news that gets announced. Sometimes, yeah. And then we're like, why don't we just put it in the bonus Q&A? Yeah, like, like tomorrow, your, your Mario the Movie the Game could be announced. It and we have to talk about and it. Then we, there, there you go. Okay, But InDesigner, again, these are all from Patreon, so thank you. Asks, back in the early day, early years of Amiibo, it seemed like Nintendo struggled with production of these figures. Mm-hmm. Often shops in North America would only see single-digit quantities of the more desirable ones. Was Nintendo ever made aware as to the actual reason behind this rollout strategy? Um, well, you know, it's one of those things where you want to make enough to get them out there and to sell out, but you don't want to make so many that they're just you know, marooned on a shelf forever. Right. So, and, and anything you, like physical, like toy yeah. kind of thing, it's right. like really hard to get that balance. And especially right. since, like, you know, now it's like a trickle of amiibo coming out. Back then it was like oh, every month there was like a new one. A new so one. you kind of need to, to turn over. Yeah. To, to make room for the next one. Because you only get this much shelf space. It's not like, oh, we have more. Now we're taking twice as much space. Yeah. It, it don't work that way. <laughs> the retailers um, don't do that. Yeah. So. I think that was it. And you kind of saw this too with like a lot of the other physical things like, oh, the NES Mini, like, are they going to make enough? And it became this collector's item. Mm-hmm. I think that was just the weird dance that they were playing of with like, how can we, you know, mm-hmm. get these out there and make sure we make enough, but also not 
really end up with like, like a bunch of oh, stock. Now I yeah. need to dump all these dark pit amiibo in this landfill because oh, I made no. too many. You yeah, don't want that. Would that would be unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. And that and you know, that's a delicate dance. I think they they always favored on being more conservative. Very conservative. That's why there's which, only like two. There were absolutely a lot of those that were like impossible to find. Right. Brooke Obscura. Mm-hmm. Are there any video game soundtracks that you listen to despite not really enjoying the game they're from? Oh. I've got a good one. You do? Go ahead. You haven't considered these questions. Ever. I have considered. No. I'm listening. This is why you're just it. looking at me blankly as I'm reading a news story. Blankly. Um I'm going to say something shocking here. Oh, no. Here we I'm go. going to pay a compliment to Sonic the Hedgehog. You like the game soundtrack? I actually, I actually think the music in Sonic the Hedgehog wow. is not bad. That's the, the only thing that I like about Sonic the Hedgehog is the, the music and sound effects. Oh. I think the uh, Green Hill Zone song okay. is, is a close to perfect video game song. Wow. So, and to some of the other stuff, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't hate this. So there okay. we go. Look at that. Look at me with the olive branch for the Sonic. <laughs> after you people. like railed on them for like <laughs> right, right ten after, minutes. After I said Sonic ruined my life. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Mm, let's see. A game <laughs> that I dislike. What games do I dislike? Uh, you tell me. Um, you can just pass if you don't know. I feel like there's not really a lot of games that I like hate. I don't hate games like you do. Yeah. So. Well, I only hate that one. Okay. So you're, this is a pass from you. Pass. We're moving on. Pass. All right. Uh, Ro- uh, Rojon98. Yeah. You read this one. I know there were heavy rumors for a while about Metroid and Fortnite, but that didn't seem to be true with an eye emoji. Eye emoji. <laughs> laughing emoji. <laughs> sort of a three-part question related Oof. to this. One, do either of you play Fortnite? Two, do you think we'll ever see any Nintendo characters in Fortnite? Three, who would you be most excited to see in Fortnite? One. Well, one, yes. yes. Um, we play Fortnite. We, I like Fortnite. Me too. I'm positive on Fortnite. Yeah. I don't play it like all the time, every yeah. day. But when I go to, when I play it, it's yeah. like fun. I have a good experience with right. it. Um, so the next, do you think we'll ever see any Nintendo characters? So it's impressive how many characters they've added to Fortnite. Yeah. But where I get hung up on it is... The gun thing? And then it's just like, oh, okay, we added Naruto to Fortnite. And that's cool. And he looks like Naruto. And you can like ninja run, but now he's shooting in like an AK forty seven, and the whole the thing breaks. Thing. The whole thing breaks yeah. for me. It's like if they can have a way to actually translate how those characters play, or the like what they're known for, yeah. outside of just like jamming them into the like, like you a need skin or you something. need to shoot guns. Yeah, then we then we could I be. I think in there's business. some characters that would work, like Samus would work because she has no. A, well, she has an arm cannon. Well, then they would actually need to program it where it's like you know what you're saying. So, like, they did add Spider-Man, and you could do the swinging with Spider-Man. Like, like that was cool. cool. Like, that was a nod to that. If I was Nintendo, that's what I would want to see. I don't think there's ever going to be a situation where Mario's holding a gun, first of all. No. That's not going to happen. But, like, if you could have, like, let's use the Samus example. If you had Samus in Fortnite, and you could, you know, do the arm cannon, and, you, you know, maybe if you pick up a different item, you get, like, a different cannon variation. Yeah. Like, that could be cool. Or if it's, like, a special mode, they had that, like, you know, fight Thanos... Oh, that's right. Everyone like, fights me. I yeah. think there's creative ways to do it. I would not, you know, just let these Nintendo characters, you know, pick they, up they won't. pick up guns and shoot will, yeah, willy-nilly. Exactly. And maybe maybe that's the next evolution for Fortnite, for Fortnite. is like a yeah. deeper, if they really want this, quote, IP metaverse, really, you know, show respect and pay off what 
all the IP is it's about. Kind of like what Mr. Sakurai does with Smash games. Exactly. Versus so just making it a Everybody skin. just like punch every, you know, like it's like all their movesets right. are de- developed from the original game that they're from. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, they had Kratos and you can get like the Kratos axe and that's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's your, cool. that's your melee weapon. Yeah. But it's like... But then you still have a gun. If you're going to do that, you want the axe to be the most powerful thing. And yeah. you want a reason to you use that. You want to incentivize And you to want to be able to, to throw, throw it. And you, have yes. it come back to you and right. all that stuff. Right. Um, I think these, I, you know, I'm surprised some of these IP holders have not twisted their arm more. I mean, obviously you want to, everybody no, wants everybody to be in Fortnite. Everybody wants to be in Fortnite. They have so but, much power. Yeah. I mean, people want to see their IP there. So they're probably right. their uh, litmus for that is low. You know, their bar is low. Fortnite dropped a nickel. So Sony dives on it. Dives right in. <laughs> we're, we're poor. Remember? We got to lay off these people. We gotta... uh, uh, who, are, who would you be most oh. excited to see in Fortnite though? Oh boy, us. That's the answer. <laughs> Make it happen. We were the box art for one of their marketing pictures. Remember? What? They had those two characters that looked just like <gasps> us. Oh man. Do you remember that? <laughs> we gotta dig that we up. We gotta dig it up. It was so <laughs> funny. Why was it us? I don't know. That was that really, was really weird. So. Okay, we gotta dig it up. We'll show it to you guys yeah. in Discord. Uh, okay, next question. Multi. Good morning. Wanted to ask, what have you two been doing for work outside of the Kit and Krista show slash podcast? Ever since resigning from the San Francisco offices of Nintendo. Thanks again for all the wonderful content and insight from your experience at Nintendo. The message was edited, it says. What, what was the original version? I don't know. Maybe it was like really a rant. Why? And, he, he, and then cooler heads prevailed. <laughs> and he's like, I can't say that. Why? <laughs> what kind of rant would it be? Well, the answer is nothing. This is yeah. our job, this is you guys. It. Which is why that's why we need yes. you to help us to make and, to continue making yeah. this content. So what we say, we rely on our Patreon members, or we had you know we had a sponsor, or we had a, a sponsor in a Kit and Krista show. Yeah, we really do rely. We on We need that. you guys. Yes, yeah. We, like, we want this to be a long term job career. Yes. For us, this is our next career step. Right. We took the leap from yes. corporate stability for this. Yes. So the support there. Is very appreciated yes. and, and, and needed. And actually, really, yes. if you want to see this continue, right. we actually like yes. legitimately need you guys. So too. thanks for asking. Keep supporting <laughs> us. Yes. Yes. Thanks for asking, and please keep supporting. Us. All right. Yeah. Get ready like for this, this one. Like this. this is our weekly "Don't Get Canceled" question <laughs> from Link. No, none other than Link himself. What are your quote controversial? Why is it in quotes? Non-gaming opinions. <laughs> you have again. One. I'm ready. Can I? Can I say yours for you? Sure. You don't like mayonnaise. Right. I think a lot of people know that about me. Yeah. But, but explain I, why. I despise it. Well. To the people. I mean, I know why. It's disgusting. Okay. Like, it'll lit- I will literally vomit. Vomit. If I, if I, it. if I smell it, the smell of this it. This is your, the, the worst thing for you when we were working and we had lunch meetings Ugh. and people would order like sandwiches and then they would eat in the meeting. Yeah. And it was like mayonnaise And then they would, um, you could see like their grease. Hand yeah, they're just like wiping their hands the on this table. It's like and a I mayonnaise think you hand. You would have like a, like a bad reaction. Like, how do you pay attention in a meeting or, or like even it's have gross. to present something when it's that situation? I mean, mayonnaise or not, that's gross. I would never eat in a meeting. I would go hungry. I yeah. Yeah, well, I would. I, I would just. That's so weird. Yeah. Do but not. anyways, um, but you yes, you absolutely despise it. And I get labeled as a picky eater because there's one thing I'm vocal about not eating. I will eat. Literally anything else. <laughs> Literally. Okay? 
Yes, that's you, true. you know this about me. I know this about you. That's Literally you're anything. You're, but, your mom should be proud. But you're a good people eater. need to know there's a lot of things that have mayonnaise in it. Yeah, like aioli has mayonnaise in like, it. Like I have people like so so you like tartar sauce, right? That and that's where the it. smoke comes out there's of my also, ears. Um, there's also mayonnaise in like Caesar salad dressing. Like you can't have salad that. dressings, aiolis, um, remoulades, remoulade, creamy sauces. Creamy sauce. Yes. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Some people fry it with oh. mayonnaise, which you don't know. So so now I don't get a grilled. You can't get it from a restaurant. If I make it myself, of I know course, it's there. yeah. But from a restaurant. They they can no. like no, no, no. cloak and dagger. There's you a lot that. of stuff that oh spicy tuna rolls. Be very careful oh, with spicy yeah. tuna rolls. That's how you can define a, a good classy sushi place from a place I shan't be seen at. <laughs> I'll take my top hat and go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Please understand. Now you have been stalling. You've been just peppering me with mayonnaise questions. What about? I don't you've even got have you've any. got a you've got a big one, don't you? What is it? I don't know. I thought you used. I don't I know you something you've never me. something you've never told anybody. I thought you were going to tell me mine. I don't know what yours is. Controversial opinion. Um, I don't have any controversial opinions. I'm very controversial. Uh, you're getting, a, you're taking a lot of passes on these questions. I don't like it, but let's move on. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I'm very normal. Uh, this is kind of a long one. Let's see if we need to paraphrase from AOKB. Hi, Kit and Krista. I'm curious what your thoughts are on ageism. Oh, great question for you. Thank in you. the video game industry, I've wanted to get into journalism ever since the days of X Play. I got a bachelor's degree in media studies, but unexpectedly ended up having to care for my family in my early 20s and then spent my late 20s traveling in Asia. Sounds nice. Learning about my family heritage. That sounds great. Well, now here I am at 32 trying to You're get very young, into the industry and being met with responses that I lack too much experience and I'm too old to gain it. Oh, that's not good. That's illegal. I'm considering so. grad school for journalism. Just interested what your thoughts are on the topic of ageism and game, game media. Wow. Well, first of all, 32 is quite young, so don't worry. I would say that the places that are telling you those things are, are not, not places, places that are worthwhile at. for you to work at, yeah. and you should say goodbye. Yeah, you clearly have so much great experience from your travels and from, from you know the degrees that you got. I'm sure you're very passionate also about the industry. And like we were saying, we've been saying the same thing like for many weeks now. It's like everyone can learn this. <laughs> Yeah. Like gaming industry is not some big mystery that you can't unravel. You know, like if you want yeah. the desire to learn, you can learn it. No matter how old you are. Yeah, I mean, no matter who you are, you can learn this. I imagine, you know, true, you may not have the experience, but if it's an entry level position, like yeah, you, quali you're qualified. The expectation and is that you are qualified to learn. As you said, it is literally illegal to ask about that yes. or to make that an issue. So if someone didn't really someone. ask you about that, uh, yes. you should seek counsel because that is right. very wrong for them to do that to you. Very wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, Nintendo was not a place like this. No. You know, there, there was a lot of respect. There was like plaques on the wall of the people who yeah. had worked at Nintendo for a long time. And, yeah. there were and they were giving lots of opportunities yeah. as they, so, you know, grew in the company, grew in their career. So, so that was... Excellent, but I can understand it. You know, other companies that are a bit more, Maybe you know, like up, up and coming, that yeah. where they, they just have a very like homogeneous group of people working together. Yeah. How like, oh, don't be, you know, the old guy or yeah, whatever. And that that's I mean, that's unfair. that's a bad place to work that, anyhow. Yeah, so exactly. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, piano psycho. I keep good thinking name. this is my mom. <laughs> oh, what if it is? <laughs> She's like asking me box art questions about regions. How is the box art for different regions selected? Did either of y'all, I like that, have any input, inputs in the decision of what was chosen for the box art of games y'all worked on? Um, typically, no. Yeah. The box art was decided 
like well, 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 well before well, we before. would even find out about a lot of yeah. games. So yeah. I think that must have had obviously it's like a Japan you know, the art, art team, team in Japan and their yeah. prior discussions with our design team in, mm -hmm. in the U.S. Yeah, and they do different art, you know, <clears> and localization. Yeah, there was one time where I was asked for my opinion. Which That's was true. When I worked on Zelda, yeah, they gave me the two. So there was the art that North America went with, and then the art that Europe went with. Right. And they were like, "Well, which one do you like?" I was like. Phew. Why are you asking me? They're like, <laughs> they're like, please help us choose. Like, oh my gosh. Did you choose? This is incredible. Choose? I chose the one that we used. That's a good one. And, you know, Europe had their choice. They could have used the same one. They chose yeah. the other one. I don't know why. But the rationale was, you know, that's the one of Link looking, looking out. And it was, it was like, oh, well, if you don't see his face, is it going to be an issue? It was ah, like, no, no, this game is more about the world right. than Link himself. So right. that is the best representation yeah. they had the of the game. the other one of him on the cliff. Right? Yeah. Like him looking into the side. Yeah. And that must yeah. have been the other one. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was, I was very uh, glad to be involved in yeah. that Sometimes conversation. Yeah. Sometimes you do get like, you know, like, a, or you get to see it early. Like, yeah. I saw the Smashbox are early. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you they, they show, show you like the, the key illustrations for that yeah. campaign. Yeah. That's always fun. This is a question for you from Water Pikmin. Hi. Oh. I asked this once on Twitter, but I wanted to put it here. Have either of you ever played MMOs? If so, do you have a favorite? If not, are there any you eventually want to try out? Yeah, so I was a big World of Warcraft player um, when I was in college. So this was a long time ago. But I really, I was like really into it. Like I yeah. had a, a raid guild that I was a Whew. part of. I had like a very, you know, high level holy priest that I would play. And it was super fun. I loved it. I actually had to give that up because I was spending so much time doing that and not really... Studying, Flunking? Studying for college. Did you did you actually get a bad grade because of that? No, I just, I wasn't sleeping at oh. all, like, anymore. So that was pretty bad. Um, so I ended up, like, just stopping because I was pretty, like, in, like too intensely into it, I think. Yeah. Um, well, now I'm an adult, which means I can <laughs> do what I want, and I don't have to do anything that people tell me Goodbye, to. Goodbye, So sleep. here we go. Let's go with the MMOs. I want to play Final Fantasy. I keep talking I about Final Fantasy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I played Final Fantasy XI okay. on the PS2. Ooh. So I had the like bionic superpowered PS2 because I had the network adapter. I had the oh, hard boy. drive, which I stuck wow. in there. This thing was amazing. Um, I also had the crazy PS2 controller that had the keyboard in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Um, wasn't really for me... I didn't have a group I was playing with, so I, think that's why. I was trying to solo or just meet up with random people. I was like, this, I don't feel like I'm getting the real experience here. Yeah, you need to find a group. Yeah, so like, I haven't. We became real friends. What? Like the the people that I was playing yeah. world, like we became like real life. Friends. Right. So I I just haven't played one since. I am very interested in Final Fantasy XIV though. Yeah, I think that would be so much fun. Uh, this next question made me laugh. Let's get ready to laugh from the Mantis. I noticed a lot of official Nintendo podcasts and Treehouse videos do this thing where they always say the full game name <laughs> they're talking about. For example, even after they've been discussing a game for a few minutes, everyone on the Nintendo Power podcast will make sure to use the full formal name and never just, you know, for example, Link to the Past. Could you tell us why this is so important? It's kind of unintentionally hilarious to hear The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, 50 times in a 10-minute discussion about the best <laughs> Zelda games. Thanks for telling us why Nintendo is so careful about this. Oh, Nintendo. Um, yes. Well, it's absolutely a legal thing. It's a legal requirement. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Well, they actually. would explain this to us sometimes of like, if you have a copyright or a trademark, if you do not 
use it. If you it, officially do not use it correctly, you are depreciating the value of that trade. And you could potentially lose it. Yeah. If you really like overdo it. Right. Like what happened to band-aids? Well, it could become a generic term. It becomes term. a generic term. Right. Or because you're not using it correctly, um, what it was officially trademark. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, people could use your trademark and then you wouldn't have a case to like ask them yeah. to not use your trademark. It was one of those things. I mean, they, they were very, they really they drilled that so into us. They were so strict But at the same it. time, I was like, is this real? Is this for, is this is true? Is this for true? <laughs> because it seemed like we were like very far on the end of doing yeah. it every Again, single time. very conservative when it comes yeah. to this kind of stuff. So I can see them doing that more so than maybe other brands. But yeah, like they would, we would, I mean, we, we both were, you know, what they called spokespeople at Nintendo. So we would be, you know, doing interviews and, and we obviously be on Nintendo Minute and stuff like that. And sometimes on the podcast. Um, and yeah, like they would basically approve every single video that we put out. And if they, if you don't say it right, they'll make you redo it. I guess I need to correct um, the person asking the question because it wouldn't be positioned as The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. It would be The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past game, game? <laughs> which yeah. was another thing they had to do. Yeah. You love to make our poor um, former friend and coworker, Chris Slate, the host of the podcast, sweat by I not following. You wouldn't follow wouldn't these directions. Because I he, think it's dumb. Sorry. And then he now would. Now I don't have to do it ever he again. He would take this the month. heat, though. I know he would. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. What a heel you are. I'm just going to be calling things Switch instead of Nintendo Switch. I'm going to call it... Wiimotes. Wiimotes. Oh, Wiimotes. We have a question about Wiimotes. Okay, and I think that's going in the bonus. It's gonna be, oh, no, it's the next one here. Oh, we got to do that it's next. It's going to be Breath of the Wild instead right, of the Legend stop, of stop, the Breath of the Wild. All right, stop, stop, stop. We got to do that next. Mike W. In your recent discussion of Switch Sports, you mentioned the Wii Remote. That sparked a lot of curiosity I've had stunning back to the Wii area. <laughs> area. Excuse me. Yeah, I can't talk. Era. Era. As the fans and most of the industry affectionately started referring to them as Wiimotes, I noticed Nintendo and all of its spokespeople, including yourself, steadfastly called them Wii Remotes. I always thought it would be great nod to the fans to adopt the Wiimote term. Did the company hate it, or was it more of a legal thing that caused them to refuse to acknowledge it? It was definitely a legal Legal! Thing. Yeah. yeah, legal. <clears throat> legal siren. Um, I was started at Nintendo, and one of my first events was a like media event. And I was calling it Wiimote because uh, I had just started and I was calling it like how everybody called it. And I was corrected very did you say, strictly. So you hold the Wiimote and you do the waggle. Was that your official, <laughs> that was my official party dem line. demo guidance? My demo yeah. guidance, yeah. But they were like, it's Wii Remote. Please say it correctly. So I, I was uh, trained. Man. I was trained to right. say it right. We skipped around here. We can't miss this one. From Garrett, Garrett. M, 30. Is there any interesting story regarding the origin of your old catchphrase, Nintendo Minute is never a minute? <laughs> well, the origin is that we were so, we got so many comments all the time about it, how it was never, it's not a minute, that we just decided to acknowledge it in a fun yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Please stop. Please stop commenting about, about it because <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> uh, A87 Kamui has a. Three-part question. With owning multiple consoles, when a game is available on each console, how do you decide which console to purchase the game on? Mm -hmm. Part two. Have you ever bought the same game on different consoles so you could play it on mm -hmm. whichever console you're currently using? Part three. For certain games that are also available on mobile, have you ever decided to purchase it on mobile just because it's cheaper? If so, which games? Mm -hmm. um, I you going to pass on this one too? No, no, no. I was going to okay. say, I always look at the... 
core experience of that game huh? to choose which console to play it on. What so are like, you talking about? If a game is like super, super cinematic, uh-huh. I usually play on like PS5. I feel like that's like the best, you yeah. know, yeah. that's going to give me the best like resolution and like the performance and whatever. Yeah. Like if it's like, let's say there's a game that's available across all platforms, but I know that I will only play this game handheld. I'll just buy it on Switch, you know? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, I wouldn't care that it like looked nice. Yeah. I just want to play it like on the go. Yeah. These days I have like a very clear like formula in my mind. Oh, so it's like really? Xbox is strictly for Game Pass. Yeah, me and we too. And we have the Series S, so yeah. it, it, it's not as nice exactly. graphically as the PS5. Exactly. So the PS5 is for, the you know, graphically cinematic games. First party Sony stuff and like the high end visual stuff. Yeah. Great. And then the Switch is for everything else. Yeah. And you know, the, but like I said, like I did play Witcher 3 on Switch. Right. So there are times where it's like the portability will factor in. Yeah. I wonder like if there was like a good Elden Ring version on Switch, what would you have done? I might have gone for that. I probably wouldn't have. It's too cinematic. So okay. Too I mean, you might have been done with it by now. But only because I'd be <laughs> playing 24 hours a day. But you'd be done. That's not good. Uh, um, part two... I will say the generation that this was the most fun was the PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation because mm. all three of those were close enough. And I remember like pouring over articles of like, which one again? Oh, the pixels yeah. and this one are or the colors slightly more vibrant. If you're oh, if you're running it through the component cables, then oh, the it re- component cables. And I would really like agonize. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, which one? So also, you don't have like the money to buy all three. Yeah, I, I mean, there was no reason because like, it's the same game. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed doing that. Um, I the game that I, that comes to mind that I've bought for that oh. I've bought over and over again for many different consoles is Diablo. Because oh. I have had that I've owned that game on PC. I've owned that, all the games on Switch. I feel like yeah. am I always buying Diablo? Like what's going on? <laughs> but that's kind of like a through the years thing. It but is. like, would you ever buy like? Would you buy a Switch version and uh, if like if there's a ver- so like when Doom came out? Yeah. Would you buy the Switch version and? I did actually. The, I think I did. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's the one time I, I did that too. Yeah, I think because I wanted the portability and yeah. I also wanted to play. I'm pretty it. sure we got that for free too. I think we <laughs> So it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought it. I did it. Uh, okay, mobile games. Part um, three, I can't say I've done this. Pokemon Unite is the only one I've done this for. Oh. But the mobile but you version really... is very bad. It's not bad. I didn't like it. Well. I didn't like it. Okay. I don't like the the controls. I mean, usually I find the mobile version is like pretty different from yeah. a console game, so that's that's my thinking there. I mean, and you just prefer the Switch version. I prefer the Switch version. Okay, well, doesn't mean it's bad. Jeez, I think <clears throat> it's what bad. A, what a snooty thing to say. <laughs> wow, Ben Eichorn, I'll be saying that. Oh, name. and I Thank know. Thank you very much. Forever. This doesn't happen often, but there have been a few select games that have angered me in the direction of the story or gameplay that resulted in me to quit oh, midway through or finish out of spite. I like that. Finish out of spite. <laughs> I'm going to stick it to you, game. What games are these for you? Um, let's see. A game that I've rage quit out of midway. I definitely struggled when Bravely Default decided to make me play the game again. <laughs> I, but I finished it out of spite, I would say. <gasps> I like that phrase a you lot. You really by stuck the way. it to square. I minutes. really. I was like, fine. <laughs> I have very low tolerance for games that like abuse my time. Yeah, that's what happened with and that the, game. The thing that really sets me off these days are difficulty spikes, 
just like out of nowhere, like, oh, this is like way harder. Oh, suddenly it's like way um, harder. Octopath Traveler, I remember, had a oh. really bad difficulty spike kind of early on with one like, of the bosses. Oh. And I was like, I'm done. I don't need to do this. Goodbye. Yeah, you're not going to do this over and over again. You know this story. Um, I was at the end area of Yakuza Like a Dragon. You just didn't finish it. Um, I put my PS5 into rest mode because I was like, this is too long. I'll finish this tomorrow because like, I'm sure this game has a crazy long ending. It was getting late. I was like, I want to appreciate this fully. Come back the next day. Um, my PS5 had auto-updated and restarted. I lost all my progress in that big... I was like, I was right before the final boss. It's a long, like, you know, it's a long it's gauntlet a long, thing. Yeah, really long. And I was like, you know what? I'm not I'm doing this again. Watch it on YouTube. I watched the ending on YouTube. I do not care. Do not come after me about this. I'm I living finished my, my game. life. Good for you. I did finish that. It was great. I did it. It was so good. Good time, me. Um, there's definitely, I'm in that moment right now with Elden Ring uh, where I feel like I should just quit. Or like Metroid, I was like, no, I can't do this yeah. boss. Like days and days right. had gone by. But I, again, I, I, I'm with the, I like this finish out of spite. Like this is where my stubbornness <laughs> gets the best of me and I'm just like, no, I can't oh, give up funny. on this. Okay, the Don Rob. Do you, oh, more mobile games. Do either of you play any mobile games? I got into Pokemon Go and Fire Emblem Heroes for a while, but no game seems to hold my attention for long. Are there any that you would recommend? I loved Pokemon Go when it was the heyday of Pokemon Go. We had so much fun. I've had a number, like, of phases where I was super into Pokemon Go, but mm -hmm. then I have fallen off so hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was the first, like, the phenomenon that was super fun, and then I fell off. And then I think there was, like, a Comic-Con that you and I just started up again. Yeah. And that was super fun. And then we went for, like, a while. And I played for a long time. And then, yeah, when the pandemic hit. I stopped walking. I stopped, and I have not touched it since. I know they added all this stuff yeah. where you can do it, like, without going out. But it's that's... That's not the point, Besides though. the point. So. My mom and I played Pokemon Go together. That's nice. It was so cute. That was the phenomenon part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you could try Pokemon Unite. Maybe it's your cup of tea, but yeah. it wasn't mine. I don't play... My issue with a lot of mobile games is, like, they're so convoluted with all the different, like, currencies and timers and stuff. It's yeah. like, I just want to play this game. Yeah, and it's too much, like, to keep track yeah, of. Yeah, and, like, you look at the HUD, it's like, oh, well, here are my five currencies. i got a timer. I've got a thing here. And it's yeah. like, can I just play this game? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, now you need to pay money for right. stuff. Yeah. 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 It's all the questions. That's all the questions. You made it. And now the part Yay. you've been dreading. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. People continue to come after you in the Discord because you have it's... mispronounced their name. Okay, I'm going to try really, it's what? really hard. Now, you had a strategy last time, which is trading off. Yeah, you which go made, first. Which made no difference at all. I'm, you don't know how many times a week I update this. You go first. I update this, like, the moment before I leave the house to come here, I check the Patreon to see if there's any movement. New people, yeah, yes. I know, I know. So that really makes no difference at all. What... You should identify the names that are problems for you and let me do it. Or I'll just do the whole thing. No. You can go take five. No. And come back and we'll do it. Okay, Fine. here we go. Here we go. Do you okay. want me to start or you? You start, but this is the graduation ceremony. All right. A. Ron Burgundy. Aaron Hash. A. Stick. Adam Edwards. Ajan Malari. Ali Shaw. Angela Bycroft. Ben He. Bettina Tang. Blue Toad. Brian Humphreys. Chancellor Farley. Fairly. Chancellor Fairly. I'll just stop reacting. Maybe that's Captain making you nervous. Alex. The Dads After Dark Show. Daniel Cold. Dachshund. Derek. 
David Zek. Dispel. Douglas Chomix. Drew Grant. All Caps Dino Punch. Ed Sandwich. Eigenverse. Eric. Espars 50. Fur. Gar. Garrett Holfish. Handsome Warrior. Ian Shea. Israel, short for Izzy. Jackie Z. Jack 1999. James Grabal. <laughs> She's an E. <laughs> JPJ. Jack Yoakum. <laughs> Jeremy Amasher. Jesse Hernandez. <laughs> Jim Wakelin. Jobert. John. <laughs> oh, come on. John Responte. Jonathan Rove. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Jordan Thomas. Jordy Kirk. Juan. Just Camtro. Carter with a K. Kawa2796. Kevin. Kevin Delane. Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Linked Triforce. Link Master. Luminous. Lewis. Lucas Pico. Oh! Lewis. Luis Calcano. Michael Cravens. Michael J. File. Michael Mazer. Mike Chin. Mikey. Nick Waterman. Nico Della Cerna. Nodnarb. Oscar Peterson. Parker Anderson. Patreon user. Paul Gale Network. Pirates TCG Grudges Forever. Pirates TCG Ramming Speed. Prince Charmless. Reaver. Raintech. Raphael. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Roy Eschke. Ryan Stokes. Ryanetta. Sam Neeland. Shinryu. Slowbro. Sparkling Salt. Spicy Munchkin. Star Holt Productions. Steel Citrone. Stephen H. Switching It Up underscore. The Dawn Rob. Thomas. Thomas Alvarez. Tony Khalil Rogers. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tyler Geis. VGM Life. Video Game Stupid. Beautiful Dandy. Virtual Bot. What's Up Flapjack. Wicked Davy. Will Ernest. And... My Zudiverf. favorite, Zudeverf. Zudeverf. I think that might be right. Zudeverf. Zudeverf. Wow. It's not bad. James Crabarro, though. There is a no more sacred duty that we have on this podcast than reading our beautiful names of one of club members. I'm trying my best. And the meetup. I'm expecting you to personally. That's a, that's the first thing we're doing. James Crabarro. Personal are you be apology. There? James Crabarro. James Crabarro. You got all mush mouthed all of a sudden. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, my okay. gosh. Okay, well, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash kittenkrista. We have a virtual event this week, so if you subscribe this week, you can come to it. It's That's really right. fun. Um, and there's lots of other benefits as well, like our bonus Q&As and me butchering your name and lots of other things. That's fun to be in Patreon. Um, follow us on social. We are Kit and Krista on Twitter instagram tiktok and of course here on youtube don't forget to like subscribe and give this video a thumbs up and leave us a comment with what you thought of the show today what else don't forget to check out gaming nintendo treasures part two yes. this week yes up on youtube yes kitten chris the show different from i think the that's podcast. it you're leaving this show that's a it. broken husk of a person Love. so it's mission accomplished for me what do you mean i'm not huh? broken i feel great oh good Time for our snack. Oh, nice. Oh, the snack. The snack. Let's go. Okay, bye. Bye.